my name is Raf. I am playing Grinner, a barbarian human uh, running from his past as an ex-soldier, now turned mercenary. Hey everyone, I'm, I'm Jared. I am um, playing the character of Luther. Uh, he's a Dampier. Uh, he is a fighter that specializes in firearms, a bit of an investigator, and I am the great, great, great uncle of uh, Grinner. Hi, I'm Jacob. I'm playing Tithla, the Goblin Ranger. Uh, she is a wonderful hunter and medical genius. Hi, I'm Haz. I'm playing uh, Theodore Ursa, the satyr druid, who's a kind of a, a charismatic druid who's unwillingly taken Tifla un under his under his wing as she's followed him through the, the forest for the past few months. G'day, I'm Tom. I'm playing Jonal, the Asimir wizard. Um, he is on the pursuit of good and evil, uh, finding out the best and worst in this world, and he's doing that with a little bit of naivety and optimism. And I'm on the dungeon master of our Curse of Stride campaign. Hello! Hello! Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Lost Archives. It's lovely to see all your beautiful faces here joining us live on Twitch, or if you're listening to us on the podcast, to have your lovely ears to talk into. That sounds weird. I take that back 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us regardless. Um, now, we I are obviously... Sorry, Owen. If you just, it's ear holes is appropriate. No, that's, it's, that's, it's again. It's sensual if you say ears, ear hole is, that's fine. That's platonic. It's more yeah. specific, which just adds a bit of weirdness. Yeah, it's more scientific that way. That way it's clinical. Ear hole. There's, there's no emotion to scientific it. Could, what if I, what if I called it your um, oracular inter interchange, where it's like where the sound enters into the ear canal? Well, if you were to say that hypothetically, that would just be you showing off, and no one would. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank God. Yep. Well, lucky. I mean, that's not a word. I just made that up. Oracular, oracular interchange. So that's obviously not a thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd uh, have a bit of a go at making the most scientific word for ear canal that I possibly could, and that's what hmm. I came up with. Um, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. It's lovely to have your have your attention and have you come and join us for our Curse of Stride campaign. Um, now we are down uh, two players tonight, technically three players if you count our special guest uh, Andrew who's been joining us as Raspit for the last couple of sessions. Andrew's not joining us tonight for the session, um, unfortunately Has, who plays Theodore as well is out for this session and the next session and our poor friend Jared who is still recovering from his knee surgery has possibly had a bit of a reaction to the medications or has had something happen and he's got a splitting migraine. He's not able to join us tonight either, but that's okay because with the chaff now gone, the three gold nuggets that lie before me may shine. And exactly. The, the three us. people responsible for probably the most derailment that we experience <laughs> in a session. Um, oh, well, actually the two people plus Tom, <laughs> who's yeah, just like, <laughs> who's just here I like, yes. I've got no control over these people. I don't know what I could do to rein them in. They're just getting out of hand. And then sits there going like, just smiling and nodding, being like, I can't like, change anything. Yeah, I'm doing? trapped in this. This is like purgatory. <laughs> Um, so it is It is only the three players and myself tonight for Curse of Strahd, but that's okay. Thank goodness that none of the encounter difficulties are set for five to six players. Um, and you know I never change encounter difficulties when players are sick because I don't want to encourage people being sick. Although I realise that that actually does encourage the people who are being sick to, to not leave and it just <laughs> encourages all of you to call in sick you know what, so I'm, you don't I'm have to. I'm not feeling get... well. I don't care. Um... Um, so we're going to go ahead right now. <laughs> 
I obviously I know Jacob's kidding. I would care if you weren't feeling if you weren't feeling very well, Jacob. No, but, um, that's cute. Thanks. Unfortunately, being full of shit is not a medical problem to get you out of streaming D and D. It's chronic, it though. Is. It is chronic. It is chronic. It is congenital too. It seems it's been there for a while. <laughs> I should know because I have it too. Clearly, um, so we're going to be launching into our Curse of Stroud campaign really, really shortly. Um, uh, before we do, I want to do a uh, a really quick sort of uh, go over of what's happening with the Jasper's Game Week. That's now only two weeks away. The first sessions are starting on the fifteenth uh, of May. So that's only a week. Yeah, exactly two weeks away. Exactly two weeks away from now. Um, the first sessions will be starting and it'll be running until the 20th of May. Now, Jasper's Game Week is uh, three streams of tabletop RPGs, mostly D&D, &D, but there's a couple of other ones thrown in there as well uh, that will be running from, I believe it is 11 a.m., uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time, uh, for three hours, three sessions. So it'll be finishing up at about, I think, 10 to 10.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time in the evenings and there'll be three sessions each day. Definitely come and check them out if you have the spare time to. All of the proceeds will be going to charity, the Black Dog Institute in Australia this year, which is a mental health charity. They do absolutely phenomenal work. Um, definitely, definitely come and check out the streams if you can. During the streams, you can donate to Cause uh, Chaos, is what I've been told. I've been chatting with a lot of the people who did it last year. Um, and yeah, uh, chaos is the word that's been used to describe what happens with uh, with these sessions when people start donating for stuff to happen. Um, and it's, it's a, a personal goal of all of the DMs to maintain maintain the campaign on the rails for at least 30 minutes that for me is hilarious because uh, we've never once managed that um <laughs> with this campaign and we're not even we don't even have the audience uh fucking things up that often um so, we do it ourselves good enough exactly um i i can see in chat kate uh, said jaspers i hear some good eggs will be there that's um that's interesting do you know any good eggs will be there kate because i mean i'm gonna be there and i'm not really a good egg um you're going to be there, Kate. Are you a good egg? Feels like a. It's a big call to go out on a limb and call yourself a good egg. I reckon. Also, it's probably... eggs is plural, so who else is going to be there that's good? Surely, no one. <laughs> Literally, no one. Maybe it's plural because Kate's going to be there for a few games. Ah, uh, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. So yeah, please, please come and check it out. Um, I will be playing with Kate. Who's in chat right now? I will be playing with Kate on the 18th, the Thursday, the 18th game. Uh, we're starting at 3:30 over on the Meeples and Dragons Twitch channel. All of this will be in the description of the video and the podcast if you're listening to this recorded. Uh, if you're listening on Twitch, I'm going to be posting it uh, into the Twitch chat in literally 30 seconds. Um, so yeah, please come and check it out. Now, there are free seats available for those who want to come and play with us. There's currently a bid going on on the Jasper's Game Week website. You can uh, bid and join one of the tables. There are so many amazing sessions that you can come and join. Uh, a lot of amazing systems that are going to be played, including Kids on Bikes, which I'm actually really excited to watch uh, that stream. I believe Josh the Pirate is going to be running a Kids on Bikes stream, who is uh, one of our favorite channels to go and raid as soon as we wrap up our, uh, our sessions. So I'm definitely going to watch that. And 13th Age, which I've heard is like D&D 3.5 edition, but a bit more revised and a bit more streamlined, which sounds really amazing, actually. So I'm going to be really keen to go check those out. And the I think the DM running... 13th age jackson um if it is the same jackson this is the man who got me into DD and got me to be a dungeon master i'd played like two or three sessions uh and then this was the guy who encouraged me to actually give dming a go and now 
here I am. So if, if it is the same Jackson, I'm, I'm pretty confident it is. Uh, thank you so much, mate, again, uh, obviously, and I uh, can't wait to see what the Jasper's Game Week. So all of the links will be in uh, the description and in chat, so make sure you go and check those out. Um, and I'll put the bidding pages for our seats if you want to come and join me as a player. I only am really allowed to be a player once every um, planetary alignment. Jacob, it's normally when Jupiter and Saturn are in alignment that I'm allowed to be a player, generally. And only as long as one of Jupiter's moons uh, disintegrates in on itself at the same time, that's when... Oh, shit, have we lost Io this... Yep, or Titan. again. Io yep. again. No, we lost Io too. Oh, now, no. Now again, Io. Yeah. Shit. Um, yeah. I only know those two moons of uh, <laughs> Jupiter. I'm out now. <laughs> um, so I don't get to be a player very often. I'm a, I'm a forever DM, so I'm ex I'm exceptionally excited to get to be a player for uh, for a session of D&D, &D. uh, especially one that's going to be as chaotic as that. The other fun thing I have to announce is um, I'm going to be putting up a poll on YouTube for you to vote on the class that I should play. Uh, and then a little bit later on, the subclass that I should play. Um, I'm going to let you guys decide because I, at this stage, I, I like as a DM, I kind of get to play all the classes at different times. So I'm really open to playing anything. I'm going to let you pick what I play. Um, please be kind, <laughs> internet. Uh, that's just asking for trouble, isn't it? Don't be kind. <laughs> so yeah, it's reminding so, that subconscious kicking in there from Jacob. <laughs> Reminding everyone that Gelatinous Cube is actually a playable creature. Oh, It's it's not, though. It is. I found it in there. It's, it's, it's there. a homebrew, not as a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, we can make it work. I, I'm going <laughs> to say right now, I, I haven't spoken to the DM about homebrew, but I'm going to try and stick to uh, standard content as much as possible. So please stick to published works. Uh, well, it'll be a poll, so I'm, I'm picking what you get to pick out of anyway. So really, <laughs> it's an illusion of freedom, internet. <laughs> um, alrighty, that is the only announcement from me. Um, obviously, yeah, huge, huge thank you for uh, the team over at Meeples and Dragons and Jasper's Game Week for letting me have this incredible opportunity to play. I'm so excited and it's been so great getting to meet all the lovely members of that community. Really looking forward to opening up some guest spots for other amazing streamers who I've been chatting with over the past couple of days. Um, also from the Rolling Together community that I've been getting in with uh, over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, we're going to see some, some more people coming across to guest and also these lovely players in front of you hopefully will be getting a bit of a chance to go and guest over at some other channels as well get to play some new characters try some new styles um and get to try out some uh, some new dungeon masters because really at this point stockholm syndrome's probably set in i think i'm safe enough to let them experience other dungeon mastering styles at, at this stage no i, I love you owen Oh, that's the, yeah, that's the, rising, right. the Australian rising inflection at the end is just, it's brutal with stuff like that. We are like, is it a question? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it is. No, so, um, You're the best. Oh, thanks, man. I'm going to choose to believe you're being sincere. Thank you. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. We're going to be we're going to be very, very excited to do that. So without further ado, let's jump into our Curse of Stride campaign. Let me quickly read a recap to get us into the session and we will jump straight back into the action. The newest team of the Tempest Adventuring Guild have found themselves lost in the dangerous realm of Barovia. Trapped by strange magics, the group have now travelled westward, away from the sinister castle which reportedly houses the immortal ruler of Barovia. Successfully arriving in the town of Valaki, the group have now been drawn into an investigation to locate the missing bones of a saint said to confer protection to the town. Along the way, the group have also teamed up with a gnome sorcerer, Raspip, who is searching for a lost item. Their paths seem to lead in the same direction the Wokta family, who have much to gain from the acquisition of both Bones and Raspip's enchanted ring. 
Previously, the group traveled to the local trading yard, meeting with Gunther Arasek, the local trader, and learning that Raspip's ring was indeed recently sold to Lady Fiona Wachter. Armed with this knowledge and the beginnings of a plan to recover the items now forming in their minds, the group set off into the night. Unfortunately, they hadn't even left the stockyard when cries of alarm sounded from behind them, villagers running from a giant white direwolf which emerged from the shadows. The group soon discovered this wolf belonged to Rictavio, a half-elf bard the group had met with previously. Assisting him and the wolf in escaping the townsfolk and outside the city walls, Grinner ended up assaulting the guards and was placed in the stocks overnight. While Grinner was having rotten fruit and vegetables thrown at him, mostly by Tithla, the party scoped out the Wachter Manor. Theodore transformed into a spider and viewed the Lady Fiona Wachter speaking with an ally, some sort of spy figure, about talking with these strangers who have now arrived in town inviting them to discuss the untimely removal of the Burgomaster from his position. Jonor, using his magic, then placed a magical eye inside the house and viewed the dining room, allowing him to also see Lady Fiona Wachter and this spy that she was speaking with, a rather sour-looking Barovian man dressed in dark clothes with a grey cloak. We left off last session, with the whole group now reunited, just as this unsavoury gentleman walked out of the front gates turned around and spied the group at a distance and began making his way over towards them. As we jump straight back in, um, Theodore, who has just transformed back out of spider form and back into his uh, normal satyr form uh, and just finished relaying all this information to you, um, gives a bit of a look over and goes, uh, that is the gentleman that I was telling you about, the one inside the manor. Jono, this is one, this is the man you saw as well with your magic eye. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely him. Um, do we just, all want uh, to talk to him or do we want to do we run as <laughs> Jonah kind of like looks around him was was I going to get to talk to the guards to get us in the front door I think that remember you just promised me like 15 seconds ago that I um, could talk to the guards as you as you say that um, oh my God, I've just talked for so many player characters tonight. as you say that Luther looks over and goes uh, no no Tifa I did not think that was a good idea I, I was I was not thinking that you should talk to the guards. We, we, we actually said that we would maybe all talk to the guards together, and, and now we maybe shouldn't talk about this because this gentleman is uh, just walking up right behind us. Uh, hello there! As the sour-faced Barovian man who Jonor and Theodore had spied inside the Wachter Manor steps up and clears his throat. <clears> throat> uh, you, you lot, are newcomers to this town, correct? I, I don't recognize any of your faces from the regular riffraff and rabble. Oh, hi there. Um, my, my name, uh, I'm Jonor. Um, nice to meet you. Uh, nice to meet you as well. Um, tell me, do you have many plans for this afternoon and today? My, uh, my employer wishes to meet with you. You seem to be people of, uh, people of some repute and some skill, judging by your weapons and your, your kit. Perhaps you'd be interested in meeting with Lady Fiona Wachter. She, uh, often likes to meet newcomers to the town and Welcome them to our friendly little abode here. Well, did, has she got a bath in there? I, yes, I, but I'm that's... covered in vegetables. Oh, Grinner, sorry. You're not there right yet. Don't worry. Um... I'll bring you in, Grinner. Don't worry. <laughs> Grinner, you're um, still in the stocks. Grinner, we'll we can't you. hear you from here. You're all the way over still in the stocks. What? Stop, stop What's happening? shouting. We've left. We'll, yeah, I think we'll, we'll uh, come we, back to you, Grinner. Don't worry. Do I, promise. <laughs> I, I I probably should have started with your quick history, but we will. I promise we'll come back to you in a second. Cool. Stop yeah, making um, it all I... about you. 
<laughs> it always is. Um, yeah, I'm sure we um, we can have a chat with her. That'd be that'd be great. Um, we uh, do need we had to have business um, earlier this 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 morning to uh, just outside the town, but we can say arrange a time this afternoon. Perhaps is is does that work for your your schedule? Well, the lady the lady Wachter has several pressing engagements, but I think for such such accomplished adventurers like yourselves, we could make some time to, to fit you into her busy schedule. How about the second chiming of the bell? Yeah. Uh, but there's already been like seven chimes. Yes, but once it gets to 12, it will go back again to one again. So, you so wouldn't that be like the seventh and then the eighth? Wouldn't the 14th, that be like I'll, the... I'll add up for you, the 14th chiming of the bell in that case. But if there was seven at seven and then eight, that's already 15 plus another nine. Uh, he turns away from Tithla, the, the, <laughs> the girl, and looks towards Jonor. You understand, don't you? Yeah, uh, I understand. I did a bit of mathematics back in uh, back in the day. I think second bell sounds like a, a yeah, very well for us. That we, gives you time to conclude that. your business and then... Absolutely. Wonderful. Um, is, uh, I don't understand the, um, the, uh, the typical um, like familiarities in this town. What, what do we do? Do we bring a gift? Is a... Uh, What's the nice thing to do in this town? Oh, no need to bring a gift. If you were to bring a, a bottle of wine or some spirits to share, I'm sure the lady would look upon such acts favorably. Um, make sure it's something nice, not just your bottom of the barrel stuff. Duly noted. I look uh, over at Brenner in the distance and... <laughs> still in the stocks. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you get to the gate, it second chiming of the bell, ask the guards for Ernst. I will come and let you in and take you to the lady uh, in the parlor room. Absolutely. Uh, I look forward to meeting you a little bit uh, more in detail then. Wonderful. Well, have a pleasant morning and we'll see each other again just after lunch. Thank you very much. No problem. No, don't worry. Ernst gives a very slight incline of his head as he bows ever so slightly and then putting his hands sort of together underneath the long flowing dark robes that he wears underneath his grey cloak he then begins walking back towards the manor house as he gets to the front gates and the guards he sort of pauses for a moment looks over at you lot looks back at the gatehouse and then turns and begins walking into town pulling out a coin pouch a coin pouch and pulling out some gold coins before walking away Rinna, um, we're going to jump back with you now. So last last you were here, Raph, um, Grinna yeah. had uh, knocked out a guard at the front gates, an old man. You'd then run into the center of a group of guards who were just recuperating from a stink cloud spell that uh, Andrew had cast. Um, you then uh, chucked, what was it? It was like a bucket or something into the middle of them. A helmet. A helmet into the middle of them to make a loud noise and like, grabs the hat off one of them and then ran away. Um, you were caught very quickly. Uh, the guards behind you who chased you down rang bells quite loudly and emerging out of the gloom in front of you, two guards just uh, immediately coat hanged you onto the ground. You were then still quite bleary eyed, head ringing, dragged to the stocks, ironically right outside the front of the Blue Water Inn and locked into the stocks next to a, uh, a half elven gentleman who looked a bit shabby, um, had 
very like dark five o'clock shadow and stubble growing through his uh, through his head. You could see some patches of hair missing from his body and some bruises sort of coloring his face, dressed in quite ragged tunic and pants, um, locked into the stocks next to you. And as you're sort of slammed into the stocks and these are then hammered into position and then padlocked, um, the guy next to you goes, rough night, buddy. Oh, this is where we... Jump We're going to jump in, in with you. Yeah, yeah sorry, Grunerts, come back to making it about you now. <laughs> Why are you talking in character? Why is that in voice? <laughs> I'm shouting across the yard. And time, you're like you're currently in the future. This is the part. <laughs> so this is the previous oh, night. Oh, 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 oh. Constant message. <laughs> this is this is the previous night, Grunner. So this is so this is after you ran away. This is night time. It's probably about eleven o'clock at night, and um, this is the night the wolf has just escaped from town. Yeah, uh, yeah, you could say uh, a bit of a rough uh, fucking silence. One of the guards says and punches you in the gut. Oh, not not hard off. enough to actually deal damage, but hard enough that you're like oh, as you're briefly winded. What was that for, you fucking twat? Silence now, please. Can I see him, or am I kind of just jammed in there? You're, you're you're jammed in the stocks. Your head and arms are locked into this wooden palisade, essentially locking you in place. The hole for your head actually quite tight against your neck. Your scar is rubbing a little bit against the wood. Um, it's it's not very well polished, and it's not smooth. There's like splinters already. That you can excuse me, kind of feel in your wrists starting to form as you like jangle around and try and get out of this thing. The wood feels to be incredibly well made, and at first you didn't notice it, but now that you've been in the stocks for about 10, 15 seconds or so, there's definitely a bit of a smell coming from the ground below you. And as you kind of like look down, which is probably the only direction you can comfortably look, which is because you're the way you're sort of held, the stocks are only about waist height. So you're you're bent over almost at a 90 degree angle um, with your upper torso completely horizontal locked into this thing and your legs just kind of like dangling out the back and occasionally like trying to hold yourself upright. There's no way to get comfy in this thing. And as you look down, there's a lot of rotten fruit and vegetable below you just decomposing on the ground. And as you sort of look a little bit left and a little bit right of the stocks, you can see stains of what looks to be like tomato juice and other uh, miscellaneous vegetable mass around you. And as you look back over at your fellow prisoner, uh, you can see he still has the limp remains of a carrot hanging off uh, one of his ears. It's sort of like gotten a bit tangled around the, uh, the outer lobe. Well, That's a sentence and a half, guys, Jesus. Sorry, go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's going to be a night like that, right? All right. Not my oh, first it's, it's, it's the mornings you got to look out for. This lot of fucking vicious. Why? Well, it's, they, they throw shit at you. The kids. Oh, don't get me started on the kids. Oh, I, just just be thankful a horse won't come through and take a shit in the centre of town, because trust me, you'll be eating that for a few minutes after. Oh. All right. Um, Grinner, for the next eight hours, uh, you are in the stocks. It is an unpleasant, uh, uncomfortable experience. Could you please roll me a constitution saving throw to see just how unpleasant and uncomfortable this experience is for you? You betcha. No long rest going to be awarded to him? Yeah, so here's the thing. The, the constitution saving throw will determine whether or not Grinner gets a long rest. With a 24... Grinner can Grinner. sleep anyway. Grinner, <laughs> this isn't your first time in the stocks, mate. <laughs> um, you, you not only have a pretty good sleep, 
um, you actually are able to like pivot your knees and legs in such a way as to create like a triangle shape with your body so that you are held perfectly in place to stop the blood getting pulled in any locations. And you actually have an okay rest. You actually sleep through this with no problems at all. Um, with a 24 constitution save, amazing. Uh, you are awoken the next morning, however, at uh, at dawn by the changing of the guards as you see your, your fellow companions in the night, just before you head to sleep, walking back into the inn, giving you a bit of a wave in the stocks and then just heading into the inn. Oh, actually, I think you guys did offer to like maybe set him free. No, you didn't offer to set him free. You came up and went. To the guards. You doing that? Yeah. You doing all right there, mate? And the guards like, don't talk to the prisoner. And they're like, okay. <laughs> then left. I think it was far worse than that. I was think it was like, oh no, of course not. We're just here to throw things at it. Oh, I think that's right. Oh, also, I have to read out this comment from chat because it's absolutely killing me inside. Those kids get turned into pies in the end, Gritter. So you get the last laugh. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Well, actually, that's entirely oh, no. up to you. You guys were told to go and communicate to the uh, to the burgomaster, to the mayor of the town. Uh, I need some I need some lovely children to come and help us bring in the harvest. Four or five boys should do. Um, it's up to you whether or not you wish to communicate that, Grinner. Maybe that decision will be made based on your experiences the next morning. Um, <laughs> but you, look, somehow you managed to get a decent night's sleep. Um, you've been in the stocks a number of times. You know some of the tricks to get yourself comfortable it's not an uncomfortable it's not as an uncomfortable and unpleasant experience as it should be um as you wake up the next morning the guy next to you looks so much worse for wear his eyes are sunken into into the sockets there's these dark rings and bags and as he looks over at you he goes you snored did you know that oh yeah, yeah it's uh always have mate it, it comes from getting your throat slit when you're younger it just there's just silence as this guy who was about to like have a bit of a go at you reconsiders his options <laughs> and it's just like maybe not <laughs> he then changes tact pretty pretty impressed you could sleep through being in the stocks and all kind of impressive it, you get used to it after a little while they're all kind of the same to be honest like if you if you get on the right angle right and you push your feet forward you can launch your shoulders into it and as you're saying that Grinner, one of the guards says silence and punches you in the gut oh fuck off you silly twat (laughs) (laughs) the the guard goes to punch you again and then you hear this like from behind him and as you like try to crane your head and look up uh, a female guard, the one from the night before who you threw the helmet at, essentially, <laughs> walks around the front, bends down, leaning on the stocks, and looks at you and goes, you know, we've only got to keep you in here till maybe 10th bell, but you're being a bit of a shit and it'd be a real shame if we had to keep you for another night. Me being a shit? Oh, all right. You know what? You have all the power, little lady, so you may as well enjoy that while you got it. You leave me in here as long as you reckon you need to, and you just fucking wait, love. She gives you a bit of a look and then laughs. <laughs> you know, I I kind of like your attitude. It's 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 a bit like devil may care, right? Like who gives a shit? I don't want to keep you in the stocks for longer than I have to. I frankly think that what you did was very what, what are we what are we punishing you for what you threw a helmet at us and stole a hat like ridiculous we should be recruiting into the town guard i've spoken to my superior if you're sticking around put a sword maybe a spear into your hands we can have you protecting the town gate you look like you can handle yourself in a fight yeah i, I can 
I suppose. I'm not really planning on sticking around too long, though. I'm in with a group of people. We're trying to get some stuff sorted and get the fuck out of this moldy fucking place. We're trying to get home, love. She gives you a bit of a sad look. No one gets home. Yeah, My mum, she came through the mists. Apparently she tried to get out of here for 20 years before she finally gave up. Shacked up with my dad. No one gets home. Try it. Give it a go. There'll be a position here if you're keen. As long as you can prove that you can follow orders. I've got no trouble following with love. That kind of led me into the pickle that I found myself in, to be honest. Following too many orders by the wrong sort of people. Let me give you an order for now. Sit tight. It's only three more hours, four more hours until you let out of here. Just sit tight, all right? Just keep your mouth shut. Don't cause any trouble. There's quite literally not any other option, love, but, but thank you. Still, you still find a way to piss off Make over here. Just... Well, Make's a bit of a cunt, to be yeah. honest. Look at him. <laughs> There's like, Make lets out this really weird, like, almost like braying sound. Like, <laughs> she say that <laughs> she sort of like gives him a look and looks back and goes look, between you and me yeah dude's a right twat but if you can just not give him reason i.e don't provoke him you'll be fine all right but he is a little bit fun isn't it all right i won't i won't for, uh, look i won't i'll just sit tight i'll be hanging here just hang it out, just for a little while longer. Great. And if the Burgermaster comes past, plant a big smile on your face, he might let you out for having fun. Could I yell at him instead? Ah, uh, if you want to get hanged, sure. Well, honestly, that wouldn't be the first time either. So let's not try that again, because that was very unpleasant the first time. Yeah, good call. All right, Make, you got him? Yeah, why'd you call me a twat? Because you are one. And then he, she walks off, immediately just disappearing in front of you. Not too long after, Tithla emerges uh, with some, I think it was tomato Tithla that you had? Uh, it was just whatever whatever was left over. For, it was some beans from It was breakfast. some beans and some eggs. That's right, that's right. It was yes. some beans and, and, a, and a cooked egg, a sunny side up egg. Um, Tithla throws them at you, Grinner. Um, they splatter on you. You tell her to fuck off. Um, we won't go too much into this because I role played this for you last time. I'm going to. Oh, fuck off! What are you doing, you silly, you silly little bitch? As she throws. Can I roll for disappointment? Sure. <laughs> what do you want to roll for that? <laughs> I wisdom know. save. I've just roll lost a, Roll a d. I'm roll a d100, and uh, we'll set it as like the amount of percent that it rolls is like the amount of percentage disappointment <laughs> you feel <laughs> as a result of this. How about that? A hundred. <laughs> 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 what are the chances? Absolute well, one in a hundred. One in a hundred. <laughs> you will never roll that again. Are you glad that you rolled it on this? Yeah. You will I've... literally never roll that again. <sighs> Tickle is dead to me. <laughs> so that's a hundred. Um, cool. Well, that's what. That's the amount of disappointment. You could not be more disappointed in Tithler. It's maximum disappointment. What? Un unbelievable. What? Are the... 
Oh my god. Go like, imagine if you roll that on like one of the magic <laughs> item tables that I've got. Like even if like there's in, in Tyranny of Dragons and um, Return of the Giants, there's the bean merchant who sells magic beans. If you get a hundred on the D100, you get a wish spell. Like, nah. <laughs> Using it for this. It's just genuine disappointment in another <laughs> character. That we only jokingly rolled. That's the best bit. You volunteered this. Yeah. Um, okay. So, watch me RP the shit out of it. Yeah. Because that was 100. I assume Grinner says something particularly biting at Tithla. Um, that would I, actually try and hurt. I actually get the sense that Grinner is still processing his feelings about this, and we'll get to experience that once Grinner's released from the stocks, because it doesn't seem like words would be enough for Grinner to express a okay. hundred disappointment. <laughs> that feels like something a bit more physical. Okay, just because I could imagine <laughs> Tithla is suffering some sort of sanity check um, <laughs> because of... <laughs> the, the, the face scaring back at behind him. Him. I, I get the sense that Tithla was on a bit of a high and having too much fun at that point to have realised what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's, All right. It's now in, the world I, come crashing down. Yeah, I think I think Tithla in her mind's like, oh, this was fun. And then, like, Grinna emerges later, <laughs> just looks at Tithla and then just shakes his head and Tithla dies a little bit inside. <laughs> As Grinna then punches her repeatedly. Um, yeah, so, I'm going to have fun. <laughs> that's what she ended with. Yeah, that's what it ended with. <laughs> Critter. As the tenth bell rings, um, the guard uh, mate who you'd spoken with very briefly and punched you in the gut about three times leans down with a key. Just goes, "You reckon? You reckon your tenth bell? You were supposed to be let out tenth bell, I think, wasn't it?" Yeah, it was probably. I don't know. I'm... Sure. Tenth. Maybe maybe we should wait for 11th or 12th bell, just to be sure. Well, I feel like we don't need to do that, do we? I uh, feel like there's a reason people call you names, mate. How about you just open it up? Oh, it'd be a real shame. If, do you know what? There's only really two copies of this key. If I was to drop it... Oh, there's, oh look at that. There's, a, there's an open sewer grate right there. It'd be a real shame if I dropped this key down there. and There was just no way to get this open. We might have to hammer this thing off you and I... I mean... I've, I'm pretty good with a spear, but hammer, something just happens when I've got a hammer and I sort of just hit things in front of me. That'd be a real yeah. shame, wouldn't it? I'd imagine that you have hit lots of things in the past, like your own fucking head by the sounds of it. Are you all there, mate? Come a little closer, hey? Make leans down over and puts the key partway up your nose to lift you up so that you're looking at him <laughs> to hold your head up. Um, just as he's about to open his mouth, you hear a from across the uh, square and as you sort of like, look around him you see the female guard making her way back over with a spear sort of just like dangling it over her shoulders she looks at make looks at you looks at make looks at you cocks her head make leans back and goes prisoner was giving me lip gonna keep him for another hour to teach him a lesson she looks and goes open the fucking socks mate just open the fucking socks let him out he'll be out of here right you're leaving you said you're leaving town yeah well shortly I'll be leaving the stocks at any rate, and I won't be giving any more trouble to any of you lot unless you start something. See? That right? No more trouble. Let him out now, mate. Please. <laughs> Leans down, opens the padlock, and as he lifts the stocks up off you, um, the tingling in your fingers, which had started to set in, is immediately, so as you squeeze your hands and get some blood flowing back in, crack your neck as you stand up, um, you immediately start to feel a bit better as you crack your back. Stand right. The stocks drop with a loud clunk, and uh, Make begins to padlock again. 
and begins walking away with his spear. The prisoner who's next to you goes, all right, well then look, if you stop in again, come say hi. Yeah, mate, uh, I think I might. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. You in here for a while, are you? Yeah, two weeks, mate. Two weeks? You silly twit. What'd you do? I wasn't smiling enough. Oh. And oh, I called well, the Burgomaster a few choice words. It's probably, yeah, it might be the second one, mate. I feel like you might have your priorities factor brunt on that one. I'm, I'm pretty hungry. Those, those, that tomato that, that that goblin threw at you and those beans, do you reckon you could scoop them up for me? Oh, look, really? Are you that, look, just, no, I'm not doing that, but I'll bring you something out of the pub. Just hold on. <laughs> yep. Wander back into the pub. Um, you can see that uh, the uh, the bartender is there as, as you walk in. Gives you a look and goes, I didn't see you come in last night. You were, your friend said that you were running late. Yeah, running very late, mate. Oh, 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 can you run a bath for me? Yeah, and uh, I just, yes, I, I need yes. some beans and eggs. Oh, yes, yes. I, yeah, look, you, you know, know that you can, faces, right? You can come and drink here if you want, and then you could have just stumbled into your bed. Why? You don't have to lie in streets to sleep. No, look, I got tied up. Cocks his head, thinks about whether or not he should ask you more, decides against it. Come this way, I will lead you to a bath. Come, come, come. Wait, wait hold on, hold on, hold on. I've, I've promised a, a bloke about some eggs. Can, can we just get a little bit of food? Uh, who, Real quick. Who uh, who is needing this food? Yeah, I don't know his name. I'm paying for it. What is it about? Just give me some uh, food. No, that's a good point. Service. Yeah, no problem. Uh, bread and cheese. We are out of eggs. Your friends ate all the eggs, and your goblin friend took two extra with her for some reason. Yeah, I'm going to be having a word with her about that one. Uh, yeah, bread and cheese, mate. Uh, I'll be quick, and then I'll have a bath. Uh, yeah, uh, that will give me time to warm the bath. Yeah. Uh, here is half a loaf of breads and a wheel of cheese. Enjoy. Uh, as he gives you a slice, pretty big, thick chunk of very uh, hard yellow cheese and uh, half a loaf of what looks to be a wholemeal rye. Right. I wander back out and I put the cheese in one hand and yep. the bread in the other. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, mate. I'll just... <laughs> as he tries to lean over between the for podcast this is this is really one of those times when you should come and see <laughs> the video um as the man in the stocks tries to like jiggle his arm around towards his face and he has to like lean right over and then like he pushes it forward gets a bite and then switches sides also the Owen, the, Hello? The, the twitch stream can't see because of the way the video is cut off so they're just seeing your head go like turn to the oh, yeah. side and then the other ah, side and then the ah, other side and then switch over <laughs> <laughs> like that there we go perfect nailed it thank you <laughs> um as the man that has to keep swapping sides and like leaning right over each way just to like get his hands in the right position to eat the food oh right right no that's pretty good no. i haven't eaten in two days he's like demolishing this cheese and bread yeah, well look if we're still around when you get out which probably not but if we are come say hello bread's a, Bye. bread's a bit dry could you dip it in that tomato as, as you walk away oh okay <laughs> Off. <laughs> so I couldn't resist. I just this felt very Monty Python, and I figured I should just embrace it. <laughs> oh, could you could you dip this bread in some of that fetid sewer water just to soften it up for us, please? I'll be a dear. That seems like a Monty Python sketch. Um, Grinnett, you head back. You have a lovely bath that Owen runs for you. It is warm. It is good. Um, Owen again offers you the change of clothes that you wore yesterday while he washes your overcoat yet again. Actually, you, your coat would probably be okay. It's more just your underclothes that are a bit... Actually, 
No, because the stocks would kind of protect your body from the shit being thrown at you. It's just your face and hands that are gross. Mm. So you probably you probably wouldn't need a change of clothes, actually, to be honest. Cool. In that case, I hadn't planned on it anyway. Right. <laughs> In that case, then, you just enjoy a nice warm bath. Wash all the uh, tomato, egg, and beans off your face. And then as you head back out the front and begin walking towards the Wachter Manor, knowing that sort of roughly that's where the group had left in the morning, um, you see them just finishing talking up with this uh, this very sour-looking man dressed in dark grey clothing, uh, dressed in a very dark black clothing uh, with a light grey cloak wrapped around him. Um, and as you walk up to the rest of the party, Theodore turns around. Oh, Grinner, we were just coming to let you out of the stocks. Yeah, I bet, I bet you to it, I guess. Here I am. Don't worry about me. Carry on. Oh, no, but Grinner, we even brought you some breakfast. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, yeah, it was I, delicious. And I just, I like turn away from her and start talking to the others. <laughs> Amazing. How, um, how's, uh, how's your neck? Because you've slept previously with your neck in an awful position. Is Are you okay now? Yeah, look, it's a bit sore. I'm pretty sure there's some splinters, uh, but, you know, it's not my first time. Well, Tesla probably runs around and stands next to Jodor to be in the eye line of Grinner. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, um, do you, do you need, like, a pillow or something? Or, like, some, do you, just, do you need some help getting the splinters? I've got... Right, I've got so what are we doing? Let's get going, eh? All right. Off we go. Look at him, look at Tithla, and back to, uh, to Grinner again. And um, yeah, we're heading, we're heading uh, over this way. And I sort of, I don't reveal what, what I'm saying. Yeah, we're going over this part of town. I'm heading off right now, actually. All right. And I just start, start walking. Oh, uh, all right then. Uh, do we all want to come, or maybe should some of us try and scope out the walk matter a bit more, see if we can gather some more intel before we head inside. No, I, know I think we've been... we should all go. I don't think it would make sense. We've got a meeting there at Two Bells, whatever that means. Um, I don't think it would say, make sense. You did say that the house the was... The, uh, the house was giving you some funny uh, funny feelings. Do you know scout it out and see if you can figure what the source of that is? Well, I, I get the sense that you're going to be meeting with, uh, with our friend that we, we met with last night. Correct, Jonah? Yeah, that's that's what I was planning. Yeah, well, maybe maybe it's best if we don't all head out. Might draw too much attention with all of us heading out the gates and walking in just into the random set of woods behind the town. Maybe maybe it does make sense if maybe three of us go there and the rest of us maybe hang around here, see what we can learn about Lady Walker, come into a meeting prepared, as it were. You know? Yeah, and uh, learn the rotation of guards and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think it'd be handy to to go into this not completely bland, like we have every other thing that we've attempted. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, we're, uh, we're getting better. Yeah, exactly. I, I think we're improving every time. This is like a Are C plus, C plus effort. We're gonna get a B minus this time. I hope maybe a B. Yeah, we um, we got a. Uh, I used a, a clairvoyance to scout out the inside of the area. Yeah, uh, there you go. Plus before, one immediately. So, you know, yeah. Um, Luther. Yes, yes, Luther. Um, do you want to just take this, just in case you need it? And she hands him a folded up note. Uh, he, just in case, just in case it comes takes up. Takes the note and opens it. Is it the one from the guard that says these it people says can these walk? five are going home? Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. you know, Tithla, maybe you should have this to get back into the town if there's any problems at the gates. No, I, but we're not going to be acting suspicious. No, but but if you're heading outside of town, maybe it'd be handy to get back in through the gates if you need to get in past the guards. That does make a lot of sense. And, we and uh, need a, we need a way back in. Maybe don't but take not take five the, of us. Maybe don't take the southeastern gate. 
where you choked out that guard grinner. <laughs> as Luther leans in and says that conspiratorially. Well, I, I did look, I did beat it. Is he alright? He was I don't pretty know. old. Right. I don't know. We, we've got no idea. I should probably look into that. I think if you were going to get in trouble, I think if he was dead, you would not just be in the stocks for a couple of hours. I think you probably would have been hanged. Uh, I get yeah. the sense that either he's fine and doesn't remember it was you, or he's not fine and no one's discovered the body yet. So maybe just don't go that way. Fair. All right. Grinner, would you like to know what I think about that? No, I don't give a shit. Fuck <laughs> off. Well, okay. We're um, leave here together. No, 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 no. You and I are not done yet, and there's oh, going to be good. a chat. I would be sad if we were done because we're we're best friends. I'm well, going to crouch down I, to Tiddler's height yep. and just like brush her lapels down, brush her her front down a little bit, and stare <laughs> at her in the eyes, and just say, "I looked after you." I saw you as family and someone that I would protect. And I look her dead in the eyes and say, you're fucking dead to me, love. And I stand up. Jono butts in and, oh, well, um, you know, I'm sure that I can, you know, I'll be between you two and uh, we can work this out. You know, I can, I can, um, you know, help you two mend. There's no need for a mediator. Mate, it's, uh, you know, Tithla made her choice. She uh, betrayed me wholeheartedly and knowingly. And uh, if that's the way she wants the group to run, then so be it. Mate, this is a great uh, great opportunity for us to work this all out together. So this, this is great. Us three, let's go Let's go out and we'll go find uh, Rick Tithla. still America, walking actually. away. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> all right, let's, come on, let's, let's catch up. Uh, all right. We'll, we'll, catch we... you, we'll catch you later. Maybe me for lunch at the 12th Bell. Where? Yep, yep. Just at the Blue Water let's Inn. Just, let's just meet at the tavern. It's easiest. Alright. Good luck, guys. Right, and, well, and Jonah, good, good luck with that. <clears throat> yeah, no, it'll be fine. Like We've all gotten well, gotten along together. We'll be okay. Yeah, but good good luck with that, Jonah. <laughs> I give him a optimistic thumbs up. Theodore, Theodore looks at you, shakes his head and goes, I personally, I think the whole situation is, uh, is, is fucked. But, uh, <laughs> well, good. Well... We will, we will have a look around. What about my ring? Says Raspip, who's been pretty quiet this whole time. Uh, please, we are trying to get your ring back, you tiny, annoying, irritating person. We are trying our best to do this. If you could maybe just chill the fuck out for like two or three minutes. I want my ring now, though, says Raspip. Um, as they fade into the distance behind you, Jonor, uh, you get the sense that whatever the three of them are up to is probably going to be just as fun as what you three are doing. Mm. Uh, Tithler, Jonor, and Grinner. As you head down towards the southwestern gate, um, being the only other gate that leads sort of down towards the southern end of the town where you last saw Rictavio and the White Wolf heading, uh, you pass by Actually, the... Oh, on, yeah? on the way, I think I think Tithler's going to have to try and make a stealth check. Okay. Um, to try and cover the tears. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that's a four, so an eight. That's an eight total. Um, it's not. I a imagine very... that there is a line of drops f- f- behind Tithla. Well, like maybe way. as you like turn to check on them, there's just like snot and like tears. <laughs> so, Tithla didn't look. Tithla didn't look. It's just okay. she's walking and there's she, uh, she's visibly wiping her face and her eyes. 
uh, from behind, but isn't looking. And yep. Alrighty. Uh, Grinna, your passive perception is definitely more than eight, I'm guessing. Just. Great. <laughs> then, <laughs> then you would be aware of this. Um, Joe, Nortitha, and Grinna, as you pass by the Church of St. Andrel, um, the church that was dedicated to Lysander, um, you see the priest tending the gardens. He gives you a bit of a, a wave and then sort of like does a bit of a shrug as if asking if there's been any updates. Um, what do you guys do? What's he shrugging about? Uh, no, uh, we... no. Yeah, we're not talking to you. We're we're still we haven't got any extra information. With uh, you know, preliminary scouts has yielded nothing so far. Oh, um, that's a shame. We'll uh, keep me keep me posted if you learn anything, and um, good luck on your search. Uh, taking it taking you outside of town today, then your leads. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, information from a variety of sources. Well, well, good good luck. Don't let me keep you. Go and uh, go well. Um, sorry before you leave. Uh, Titler. Brutish man with a scar around his throat, who I've not met before. I would have made a joke about sauces and he would have laughed. Tomato, barbecue, a variety of sauces. I'm sensing there's a bit of... Uh, sorry, uh, l- nice to meet you. My name is... Uh, but you can you can call me uh, you can call me the father here. I'm, I'm the priest of the, uh, the town. Sorry, you're just a very imposing individual. <laughs> My name is Father Lucian Petrovich, as he holds out his yeah. hand to shake your hand, Grinner. No need to be nervous, Father. Grinner, uh, this is Dad. Recently lost my daughter today. Don't oh worry about it. <laughs> so, so for your benefit, uh, for your benefit, Raf, Father Lucian Petrovich is a portly man uh, wearing very elegant priestly robes that have, are a bit threadbare and a bit aged. Um, very large bald patch on his ha- on his graying hair, um, sort of revealing his very shiny dome underneath it. Um, but he has very kind eyes with the wrinkles sort of pulling aside and a, and a very warm smile and quite a firm handshake as he shakes your hand, introducing himself. Uh, uh, your friends, I'm no doubt, have to- told you that uh, I was the one who was uh, requesting their aid in, in locating the missing bones of St. Uh, missing bones of St. Andrew, as he leans in and whispers it very closely. Um, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear you lost you lost your daughter today. I, I'm, my goodness, I'm so sorry. Did you want to come in? And I, I'm not sure if you are a believer of the the faiths but oh no no she's she's not dead she's just dead to me he looks down at titler who's crying looks up at grinner looks at titler looks up and goes <laughs> oh um this is I... a work in progress i think uh we're mm. going to spend some time in the woods outside and we'll work through this is uh may I, I think it's a ask, great opportunity may i ask what happened i i'm maybe i dad, can give some assistance dad i i, I don't think so are you sure? I, I, I've tended to the flocks of Valaki for many, many years, many decades. And there's, in a town such as this, there's always fallings out and problems that arise. And the people come to me and look to me as a as a spiritual leader, yes, but as a, as a, a healer of, of relationships as well. I'm, I'm sure I could provide some aid here, if you, if you wish um, it. Well, just... let, let me put it real simple for you, all right? So, I took it upon myself to do the best that I could to protect our group and make sure that no trouble befell them and to keep everyone safe meant that I would be locked in the stocks for the evening. Oh, oh my. And in the morning, when all of my friends show up in what I assume to be to get me out, what does this one do but throw a whole bunch of grubby food at me and wander off? 
and I'll do it again. And she walks off. <laughs> as <laughs> as Tithla walks off in a huff, um, Father Lucian nods, looks towards Tithla, looks towards you, Grin, and goes, I, I only know Tithla very casually. I, I helped heal her with, with her burns when she came into town. What little I do know about Tithla is that she still is quite young and still has some some maturing to do. When you were her age, would you have found it quite funny to, to throw some food at someone in the stocks as a bit of a joke? You look like you got up to a bit of mischief as a young lad, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah, look, maybe, but that's beside the point for right now. It doesn't change how I feel about the situation. No, no, no in this not at all. No. You are fully entitled to, to, be, to be angry and to feel hurt and... and Betrayed. Sorry, Jonah, could you give us a moment, please? I, I, I'd just like to talk to Grin for a moment, please. All right, I go look after, go chase after Tithla. Yeah. Um, he puts a hand on your shoulder and looks deep into your eyes, Grinner. You are fully entitled to feel upset. Of course you are. They're, they're your feelings. But maybe when you've had a bit of a chance to express those emotions and sit with them, maybe you can find it in your, in your heart to understand maybe where her behavior came from. And maybe this is a chance for you to teach her. I'm sure you've had people in your life who, who were able to, to come in and teach you things when you needed to learn them, and maybe you disappointed them at times, and they kept with it and had patience for you. Would that be fair to say? Uh, no, they actually tried to hang me for that, but that's well, beside the point. No, 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 that's even better. Did that work? Well, no, obviously. No, not uh, the hang- obviously not the hanging, but <laughs> those those people and their actions, how they treated you, is that how you want to treat other people? Is that how you wanted to be treated at her age? No, it's not. It's not. But look, it's not as though if we got into trouble, I would be there to look after her. I do not wish her harm. The trust is gone. We are yes, supposed to be a cohesive unit. In my view of the world, we look after each other because nobody else will. And this has broken that trust possibly forever I don't know but as things stand right now that little goblin girl who I will still do everything in my power to keep safe it's not there we had a bond she's uh, she's fucked it well maybe maybe when you're feeling a bit more feeling like you've had a chance to express these emotions and and and, and process your, your, your hurt, maybe you could offer opportunities to rebuild that trust. That's all I'm asking. Look, Father, with all due respect, and I appreciate your input, I do, because it's good to have an external input. I'm aware of that. <sighs> Stay out of my fucking business, mate. If you ever want to talk, my door's always open, except when I'm asleep. Then it's closed. Gives you a nod. All right. I put out my hand. It was good to meet you, Father. Good to meet you too. Gives your hand a shake. Both hands. He does the power play both hand shake where like he does the first hand and then as you grasp it, the second hand comes in and gives you a really firm handshake as he looks you in the eyes and goes, I'm here whenever you need. Good luck. And thank you for agreeing to help. I know your friends agreed on your behalf and, and you may not have had much of a say in helping, but I really appreciate you helping us look for the bones that are missing. Thank you. Well, like I said, cohesive unit, mate. One for all and all for one, apparently. That's not always the case, and I wander off. 
what he doesn't say is, what a shouty little boy. Uh, he doesn't say that. Um, <laughs> as you, <laughs> I just make it clear, he doesn't say that. Um, Grinner, as you, as you sassily walk down the high street, like just feeling all full of salt as it starts dripping out of your pockets. Um, <laughs> Jonah, you catch up to Tithler. Uh, and before to, actually, we, why not? Let's do this. Jonah, as you catch up to Tithler, Tithler, you're sort of at this point, just getting to the edge of the town before it gets to the gates. Um, and as Jonor catches up behind you, you can see Grinifar in the distance, still talking to the priest, having a bit of a a bit of a deeper discussion. Hey, hey, uh, Tithla, what's what's going on here? I, uh, there's something, something's happened here, and uh, uh, can, what, your face, you've, there's a tear. No, there's not. <laughs> I I drop down to to get get the same height as her. You uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm happy to listen. What what's really what what has happened? Nothing. I was just trying to play with my friend, and I didn't do a good job. And it's like my mum always said, I take things too far, and I'm just not. It's just not fun, and I'm. I just. You know, Tithla, I think you're one of the uh, the funniest uh, people going around. I, I enjoy you being with us. Um, you know, maybe in a different different light, we can look back at this and it'll be such a good joke. But uh, I think for the time being, can you can you stand up straight and? Um, I uh, am standing up. <laughs> I'm just short, you fuck. <laughs> stand up straight and face this uh, this this scenario we have in front of us. I think time time will heal it for us. I could go and talk to a wolf. That's fine. I think that'll be good. We'll, we'll work hard on this task. In, I don't know um, if I'll um, ever be able to talk to Grinner again, though. He's very upset. He has every he, right to be. I was a, I was a terrible friend. I am a terrible friend. You, you look at that man. He, he is he is a rough unit. I'm sure he can work through anything. I don't think we should judge people based off of just their looks. I think even if some people put on a tough bravado. Have you, have you seen the, on the inside? You've, you've seen oysters before, Jonor. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you've seen the little uh, the little marks on his hand with the little girls. The girl's palm is on there. He's definitely got a soft side. I think, you know, he's maybe barked up a little bit, but he'll he'll crack again. I don't think so. Well, I let's think this let's. Was uh, one thing that was just the wrong thing, and I think I might have ruined my friendship forever. I, I give her a little hug. Get a kid in here, Tithla. And she, like, goes to lean away, but then, like, nuzzles in a little bit. Oh, very cute. And then wipes um, her nose and her tears on the, <laughs> on the, on the coat. I put the coat forwards. And Jonor is away wearing from, away mostly from the, white. <laughs> oh, there's a green. It's on the inside, <laughs> away, from the, uh, away from the book. It's opposite. You know, I redirect the head to you the other You do have side. a long blue scarf. I guess you could, like, just use the scarf. Like, as she's going for your white robes, you're like, oh, blue yeah, scarf, no, blue scarf. <laughs> <laughs> not the book. All right. I give her a little just, pat on the back. I don't think it's going to be fixed that easily, if ever, but I think for now we should go and... Are you a good whistler? Yeah, I can I can use the whistle. All right, do you want to do the whistle when we get out there? Yeah, absolutely. I can make it particularly loud. All right. All right, imagine Grinner then turns yeah, up. Yeah, Grinner, Grinner catches up a very short while later. That's roughly about the same length of time as the conversation with uh, Father Lucian. And as the three of you then walk out of the gates, 
I mean, I almost said the three of you walk out of the gates together, but I know Grin is about to fucking step in and go, I don't walk next to Tither. <laughs> As the three of you walk out of the gates together um, and then begin turning south to follow the palisade wall around the back of the town, um, you soon come to the edge of the woodlands. Uh, because of the way the palisade wall has been constructed and the way the town itself has been formed, the forest on this southern edge of the town creeps much closer to the walls than it does on the northern end. As you pass through the forest on the northern end, there's quite a large open area surrounding the town. Open fields and clear views towards the uh, the lake. But down in the southern end, away from the, uh, the open roads, the forest has either regrown, um, judging by the number of tree stumps that you can see, uh, or was never fully chopped down and has just recovered over time. The forest is only a couple of 10, 20 meters away from the edge of the town fence. And you can see small saplings and grasses growing up around very close to the fence itself. As you begin heading down, Jonah, you pull out the, the whistle um, yep. and let out some some short bursts. On what the do whistle. you do? Oh, oh it is... Uh, Two, one short and two long. Hey, legend. Well done. I even, well I even done. tried to like <laughs> throw you off a bit there. Like you let out some short bursts on the whistle. <laughs> An arrow <laughs> right into your forehead as you like signal to a nearby hunter that there's a duck here. Uh, no. Um, as, <laughs> as you let out one short and two long bursts on the whistle, um, you hear nothing for a few moments and then a matching cry coming from the woods a little bit more towards the east and a bit deeper into the woodland area, this matching whistle, the one short, two long bursts. All right, guys, we've got our, we've got our direction. Let's um, let's head on in. Um, at this point, I imagine uh, Grinner and Tithla are, you know, they're like on opposite you know, sides 10 of you. meters apart. And yeah. so I'm like sort of swerving to one side for a little bit, then swerve to the other person and just sort of going back and forth. I can't commit to which person. How <laughs> well does Jonor deal with conflict? Or probably not well. <laughs> are you are you awkwardly trying to like maintain conversation between? Yeah, he's he. Uh, I was definitely thinking when the priest was being the, uh, the, the the psychologist or the remediator, that he was getting a bit like, "This is my job." But I let him. I let him. <laughs> getting a bit of uh, getting a bit of mediator envy there, Jonor. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, well, I, just out of interest, what sort of small talk does Jonor try to maintain during this like roughly fifteen-minute walk <laughs> down around the southern portion of the town? Um, I think he would just try to recite the the concepts of remediation that he learned of in his studies. That you've read he's once like, about ten years ago in a, in a book. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh no, I think it's more like this. Uh, you have to like understand the other person's perspective and. You know, it, Quick, uh, consider... take your shoes off and swap your shoes. You have to walk a mile in each other's shoes. I remember reading that very clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. <laughs> we can see how the response is, and it's not hasn't gone well. It's not gone well. We're not even going to bother like. <laughs> we're not going to bother rolling for that. <laughs> nah, we don't need to roll for that. We know it's not going well. Um, as you begin heading into the densely packed forests and pushing through the undergrowth, it doesn't take too long before you emerge into a small clearing. Maybe this was once uh, an old loggers camp. You can see a dilapidated building that is uh, partially collapsed at the southern end, made of wood, with a number of what look to be old sawmill parts scattered around. Um, and you can see inside this old woodsman's hut, um, Rictavio has set up a temporary base. 
lying down in the middle of this very small glade um, is the large white dire wolf. As you, as you enter through, the wolf looks at all of you, sniffing the air, clearly having heard and seen your approach and sensed it much, much uh, sooner than you stepping into the glade. Rictavio steps out from underneath the, uh, the tent that he set up inside this half-collapsed woodsman's hut, stretches and goes, Right, he came. Thank you very much. Had a bit of a sleep in. Yeah, sleep one way to put it. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go and keep guard. And Tissa's gonna walk oh, into you, the. Oh, you don't need to. You don't need to do that. The wolf will keep. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> okay. Right. I don't uh, mind. Well, maybe. Do you want to? Sorry, you go, Jenna. So it's a work in progress. Just uh, give that a, give that a moment. Do you want to do you want to stay within earshot, Tithel? And that way, if you've got any questions or anything you want to say, you can just call it out from the other side of the glade. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, please take a seat, pull up a log or a bit of grass if you want. Uh, plenty of sticks and stuff on the ground if you want to sort of fashion yourself a bit of a seat. Uh, I, thank you so much for coming. It's, I've been meaning to catch up with you guys, and um, that was clever of you not to not to bring everyone out. I was going to suggest that myself. Try not to draw too much attention. Uh, we're hiding out here for the time being. I don't think anyone in town remembers that this old log hut is here, but can't be too careful, eh? Well, thank you for coming. Sorry, my mouth just yeah, well, get a bit away from me. No, no. <laughs> Go on. Well, I was just, yeah, it's good. We're here. Hello, Ricky. Rictavio, um, you're Outlanders. I, I know you are. You're from another place, same as me. Um, you don't need to tell me where from. That information can be important and, and, and quite private. There's no need to share. I'm happy to share that I'm from a uh, city known as Waterdeep in a place called the Forgotten Realms. I've been here now for about three months. And it's uh, pretty shite, as I'm sure you've no doubt been aware. I'm sure the loss of you were brought through unintentionally. I'm happy to reveal I came here by design. Um, I'm on a bit of a hunt, as it were. And I could use some help. I'm sure you could too. I've got some information about this place that might come in handy. Some things you might not know, as well as a number of places I can direct you to if you're looking for somewhere safe to hide out if you're in a, any ever in any danger. That's... Very helpful. How, how did you uh, how did you know that this place was even here? If no one could get out of it, how does anyone know it's here? There are stories going back a long way. The mages of my city, the mages of Waterdeep, are quite powerful. They've been able to use their scrying powers to peer through into a number of places that are lost or, or, or hidden away. And and say that this is one of the places where they got a little bit of a glimpse. Not much, mind you, just enough to know that there was some evil here. More importantly, though, I didn't know exactly what was here. We we knew that the influence of this place leaked out through the worlds, through the gaps between realms, and dragged people in through that blighted mist that you've seen surrounding this place. We've known about that for some years, but we didn't know where it led until fairly recently. We didn't know what or where it would strike, but I was able to figure out the pattern. It goes after people. Not just any people, though. People with power, with gifts, with often something to prove. No, mostly adventuring types. People who are generally fairly noble, self-sacrificing, or, or, or gifted with a great degree of compassion for other people. I always thought that was a bit sinister myself. Do you know, have you worked out why? To break them. This place tears people apart, turns them, 
turns their worst fears against them, makes them face situations where there's no right answer, where you can only do a bad thing, only do the wrong decision. And it breaks people's spirits. And then when they're finally broken, then their lives are taken from them. How, how, can, how can an entire plane of existence contrive to do that, though? It is. Because this whole place is... It bows to the whims of a single man. Count. What, the, the bloke in the, the castle? The... Oh, yes. He controls this place utterly through magic or malice or sheer force of will. I, I don't know, but he is exceptionally powerful here. Exceptionally powerful. And so you said that you were on here on a mission. Is it to fight him and to break this or to get more information? Look, at first, I thought it would be just another vampire to nail their head above the door to the nearest inn as a celebration, maybe get another place named after me, but I don't think I can kill him. Not by myself, even not with all of you together. I don't think even all of us together could do it. I've seen people, incredibly powerful people, throw everything they have at him. And I've literally seen him reattach limbs, heal himself in front of my eyes. This is no ordinary vampire. He is immensely powerful. No, my plan is to hoping gain entrance to his castle. I suspect that he's got some items there of value. Maybe... If this is controlled by magic, maybe there's some way to disrupt whatever that magic is. Break down the walls and disrupt the mist. But we need to know what's inside first. And for that, I think you might be able to help me. You see, most of the people who come here, he likes to meet with them. Normally after a few weeks, when they've had a chance to face horrors and for the corruption to begin to set in, he likes to meet with them. Invite them to dinner. I'm hoping that we can use that opportunity to get you in. So at that point, we need to be broken, and it seems like we'd already be in a bad state by then already. You don't need but to be fully broken. I think ideally, if you want to keep living, you want to have some semblance of your of yourself and your morality left. Ideally, I think it would be best if you've actually managed to resist and avoid having this place tear you down and, and, and corrupt you. I think that's going to interest him even more and hopefully keep you alive a bit longer. When you are corrupted, when you fall into the dangers of this realm, it doesn't look like you serve any further use. That's normally when people get killed. Or they're killed by their own inadequacy. Either, either. Alright, so the, uh, the takeaway is don't uh, have dinners with strangers. Okay. We'll best avoid that. For the time being, anyway. I think if you can, if, if you were invited back to Castle Ravenloft, I think you should accept. If I'm not around or you haven't had a chance to tell me, find a way to communicate to me. Find some way to send me a message because I'd like to know and I want to be nearby in case you need help getting out. What, what are we looking for exactly in there, though? You, you just said it, I said to, what, just look around? Yeah, I don't know what's in the castle. I don't have any magics that can help me peer inside. I, I'm not that type of magic user. You, as he looks over at Jonor, seeing you play with your Taraka cards, you've got some level of prescience, correct? You can see glimpses of the future. 
Absolutely. I've had a couple little weird happenstances recently. I think you are just what we need. How you said recently, this is what fairly new. Something a power you've only just sort of tap, started tapping into. Yeah, that last couple of days is about it. Right. I think we might need to get you to meet with Madame Ava. I'm loath to expose you to to her at this point, but I think if you can learn what you can from her, maybe she can she can teach you things you need to keep you alive. But more importantly, get us the information we need from inside the castle. Does this happen to be someone you're uh, communicating with back in Waterdeep or a, a local? No, she's a member of the Vistani here. She travels with them. She's a fortune teller. Personally, when I first saw her, I thought she was full of shite, but she's got the sight for sure. I don't believe in being able to, to control and predict the future. I, I don't believe in fate. I think it's choices that matter, but... I can tell you right now that she at least has some glimpse into what people's choices are likely to be. And she's proven useful, if not entirely trustworthy, so far. I think maybe it's worth you take a chance to meet with her. Learn what you can. Just be careful. Astani are not to be trusted, even at the best of times. And while she's not a, a true member of their traveling group, she travels with them and those around her might be after your coin or your lives if you're not careful so just keep an eye on your own backs and each other's eh yeah I've learned pretty quick not to trust those lot not all the Vistania pricks no, just most of them horrible. most of them are pretty shocking you have to understand though this place it, it encourages that kind of behaviour that predatory that, that banditry behaviour that they employ it, it, it works it's how they survive here it takes strength of character that I've seen few be able to commit to, to actually maintain the life of a travelling merchant and not have made some sort of deal with something a fair bit darker than yourself. Rick Tabia, on a slight tangent, mate, but why do you need us to do all, all of this? Why can't you go into the castle and have dinner and walk around? I've got a really major advantage over the Count right now. He doesn't know I'm here. He doesn't know who I am. And I want to keep it that way for as long as possible. Because when he does, I'm in real and serious danger. Yeah, I mean, we all are. He knows that we're here now and he'll probably be uh, toying with us. So what's what, is there anything different about you in your circumstance? It's not that I don't trust you, lad. It's just that anything I tell you, he might be able to use against me. At the moment, all you know is the name Rictavio and my description. That's useless to him. He won't be able to do anything with that. Even my wolf companion here won't give him any clues. It's best if I don't tell you too much. If you end up in a, in a dungeon being tortured, the less information you can tell him, the better. I mean, if you give him the information, oh, we met with some fucker who doesn't want you to know who he is. That's, I, he can't do anything with that. It's not going to give him any clues. Uh, well, how do we communicate with you? How do we get in touch, you know, if we don't know anything about you or where you're going to be, how do we... You're staying at the Blue Water Inn, correct? Yeah, for the moment, yeah. You can trust the Matikovs. Owen's a good lad. He's a, he's a good man. He's trustworthy. If you can get a message to him, he'll get a message to me. All right. 
So you, you mentioned um, it's best to not draw attention. So splitting up the group is kind of a convenient thing. To get that? out of town, I. You got to remember, the count has eyes and ears absolutely everywhere. I Having mean, a giant white beast with you is probably going to draw some attention. What's what's happening here? Uh, I don't really know how to figure this one out. Trying my best to, to sort out some permanent solution for my friend here, but I think, unfortunately, we're going to have to part ways, maybe, or head to one of my safe houses. It's a real bugger. It was important that I kept myself available here to, to learn what I could and to keep my eye out, but I think, I think unfortunately, that I'm going to have to either split ways with my companion here or find somewhere, maybe one of my old safe houses, to, to try and hide. Hmm. Are you in uh, communication with the mages back in Waterdeep? I presume there was some concocted plan. Nothing okay. gets out. The the mages of Waterdeep, they didn't know my plans were to come here. I used them to get information, to, to find out where I needed to be, what time and when. And then, with my preparations ready, I, I marched through into the mists. I can't get a message out. I've tried. Whatever magic keeps this place hidden and protected, it's it's powerful stuff. And just so you know, you should be careful when trying to contact people within this plane. Spells like a message, sending, I think he can hear them, if you know what I mean. Hmm. So what, what was your plan then, to come in here, kill the vampire, and then everyone would be free and you could get I out? Didn't, I didn't know there was a vampire. I did, I, all I knew coming into this place was that something here was... was evil was was grabbing people from my home grabbing people from my realm and taking them in and they never returned that's all i knew when i when i first set out on this mission i didn't know too much else i'd heard rumors about a place uh, a, a plane locked in this almost like limbo state as a prison for a, a vast and powerful entity i didn't know too much else i figured maybe they were related but i'm a monster hunter if I hear the call, it's hard to resist. But this is a foe far greater than that I fought before. It's at this point in time, I think the best thing I can do is find allies to help me. So you didn't have an exit strategy, you just kind of wandered in here and thought you'd be able to get out again? It's always worked in the past. Alright. Well... Fuck. All right, so what? Grin it, grin it. You can hardly judge, mate. <laughs> this is Grinner's entire like <laughs> modus operandi. <laughs> Grinner's probably like, yeah, <laughs> too fucking right. <laughs> yep. So, so what? What we have to do now is is just draw attention to ourselves so that we can go have dinner with this fuckhead and and, and have a look, gaze around his his house. Is that right? Look, if you can find out whatever you can from there, get some information, find out who's in there, how many. I need to know numbers of, of enemies. I need to know who I'm going to be fighting. If you see any demonstrations of power, take a note. I need to know what they are. I need to know everything you can. Rough layout of the place. Places where it's weak, places where it's strong, where I might be able to sneak in. Anything you can find that might give me an edge, I'll take it. Well, I, I could, I'll put my hand up and say that I can look after the tactical side, but as far as all the magic and shit goes, I, I, that's, that's a Jodor thing right there. That's not... That's not. Can you handle that, Jodor? I don't know. Fucking yeah, I can, 
I've just uh, managed to work some uh, remote eyes today, so I think I can do that. I don't know what the fuck that means, but all right. Great. Maybe, maybe Tesla, little goblin friends over there, maybe you could be in charge of taking note of how many people there are, where they are, what they're doing. You look like you've got a sharp eye. She'd moved away to be out of sight. Oh, how far? Well, out of sight. You can't see her. <laughs> um, <laughs> as the dungeon master, I need to know this, though. <laughs> okay, well, we can circle back because I also did a roll on my side to see how Tithla's feeling. And oh, and I just sent you a picture of what oh. I rolled on my desk here. Did we just um, do opposite ends of the spectrum on our rolls? So... <laughs> Okay, seriously? Finish up what you're doing. <sighs> um, okay. <Yep. laughs> Just have another drink of this. Why is it empty? Were you, you saying something before this session about predictability and control over this group? And, <laughs> and the fact that there is This is the group about derailment or something along those lines? To be fair, um, it was all the dice on this. Absolutely. <laughs> Anyway, um, I'm so sorry to interrupt. As 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 Rictavio turns around, talking to that, realizes Tithla's not there. He sort of like freezes for a second, looks back at you two, and goes, Wait, "How long has she been gone?" What? She was just outside a second ago. Pop this, my head outside and have a this look at Tithla. Place is a really dangerous place to be wandering around by yourself. How long has she been gone? Oh, for fuck's sake! I, I start heading the way that she'd gone. Do you know? Well, I would have seen her wander in a direction. You would surely. have seen her sort of like meandering around the outside of the clearing, sort of well, walking around I the perimeter. Okay, yeah, you head to the head to the perimeter of the clearing. Um, Jonor and Grinner, I'm going to come back to you in a second. Tithla, as you wander to the edge of the clearing and then begin pushing through the forest, taking a moment to realize that the other two are locked in conversation with Rictavio and you begin meandering into the forest, how far do you walk away from the clearing? Um, so Tithla would try and stealth. Um, and not too far, but just far enough that she was obstructed from view and, and whatnot and felt Would stealthy. you like to roll me a stealth check then? Absolutely. I forgot this on the last one, but it doesn't matter because it failed anyway. But I have disadvantage on uh, strength decks and con ability checks, so that would include stealth as decks. So we'll have Yes, because your burns are still this, not great. Nice and bad. <laughs> 11? So that's an 11 or... A five. Natural one for a five. Um, Tithla, you're given the role that you sent to me as well. I, I, that's for a different thing. I, yeah, no, no. But I think that information is important because given that role, you're not paying as much. Oh, no. Or is the How how do we interpret this? Right. Is this to see how are you rolling a d20 to see how much Tithla cares? The d20 I took as a con save to see whether she was going to have the fortitude to stay and face what she'd done or if she was going to run away. Okay, well then uh, I'm happy to reveal that that was a natural one and uh, <laughs> Tithla has <laughs> run away into the forest. Um, but so uh, the way that oh, it gosh. was happening in my head is so this group was having that conversation. Tithla went to hide in the bush and started writing a note Okay, and had torn the note out of her little book um, and was holding it in her hands and trying to decide whether she was going to just leave here or go back to the group. Um, that's where 
that's where the one came in. Okay. Um, so she put the note sort of down on the path, maybe under a rock a little bit, fold it up, um, and probably head back to town, but around the other way. Heading around the south to avoid getting too close to the edge of the forest. Yeah, just to be yeah. away from where everyone else is. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so probably the easiest way to do that is that... to head a bit deeper into the forest towards the south to skirt the edge of the glade and then cut back up north back into town. Yeah. Cool. Tithler. And to not, not go anywhere near where the group is, will be, has been, but yes. Cool. Tithler, with your stealth check of one, mm-hmm. um, as you begin sort of like pushing through the forest, still a little bit distraught, not paying as much attention to your surroundings as you should... You trip over a tangle of vines on the ground. And as you sort of like brush the dirt off, like just push yourself up on your on your on your chest and your hands push yourself up as you kinda of like brush the mud out of your eyes, you suddenly feel this like tightening around your legs. And as you look down, the vines begin twisting and moving like snakes, wrapping around your body before dragging you roughly in through the undergrowth. Could I please have you make me a strength saving throw to avoid being dragged away by these vines? Mm-hmm. That's not ability <laughs> check, so that's not disadvantage. Um, that's a 12. 12. Uh, that is not a success. <laughs> um, okay. okay, that tracks. Tithler, you let out this brief scream this, ah! as you are pulled through. Ah! Yep, perfect. Thank you. Much better. Um, as you are roughly... I'm going to change the music to be a bit more tense. Um, let's have... Oh, yeah done um as you are suddenly roughly pulled this sudden jerk around your ankles and waist as you are pulled through the undergrowth the roots and twigs and branches on either side bashing into you as you are pulled roughly through the undergrowth as you let out this cry before suddenly the vines lift you up into the air as you are lifted high above maybe sort of like maybe 10 or 20 feet off the ground you look down and you see this broken, jagged tree stump suddenly open the edge and inside of it, revealing this gaping maw filled with wooden teeth, these bark and jagged sections of wood forming these rough teeth. And as you stare down into it, Tithler, this sudden surge of rotting flesh and gristle and bone emerges from inside the trunk of this tree looking down around the forest floor you can see there is no other foliage around this tree trunk just the bones of hundreds of creatures littering the forest floor as the vines begin raising you up over the edge of this gaping moor I'm going to need you to make me another strength save please (laughs) I can do that I can do that I can do that I can't do that that's a four. Oh, no. Um, Grinner I, and... Do I get any actions in yes. this at any stage? Yes, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm actually going to get everyone. I was about to say, Grinner and Jonor, I'm going to need you to roll me uh, initiative. Tithly, you're exactly the same, and I will roll an initiative for the Blood Oak. With the what now? The Blood Oak. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. It's a four for Jonor. Sorry, I was just looking for my token. To- oh, yeah, that's better. I'm going to use just for the token of this because it's not vital that I get the exact token. Um, this is a this is a reference to one of my um, 
favorite book series, uh, The Edge Chronicles, when I was a, uh, a young lad um, reading like really cool inventive fiction. Um, if you ever get a chance to read The Edge Chronicles by Chris Riddle and I can't remember the other author who works with him. It's got awesome, awesome illustrations, incredibly cool uh, magic system and world. And I actually really want to at some point actually run a D&D campaign set in that world because you could easily do it. It'd be super, super easy Paul to do. Paul Stewart. Paul Stewart, Chris. thank you. Yeah, Chris Riddle and Paul Stewart. Um, I thoroughly recommend you check it out. It's awesome. Uh, the Blood Oak got a two. <laughs> Um, oh, sorry, your tokens have disappeared. Let me add them back in. Um, so, Grinner, what was your... Natural number? one. Natural one. For Fantastic. two. For a two. For a two, yeah. Yep, for a total of two. Jonah, yours was four. four. Tithler, yours was 14. Wow. I wonder who would have more decks, Theodore or an Oak Stump? Um, <laughs> the Blood Oak has a minus a two tree. to decks, so it sounds Ooh. like probably Jonah has just... a fair it's got a no, minus I mean, no, two, so you've got way more. Because he's a, he's a very unphysical person. Yeah, he's very unphysical. Um, alrighty. Uh, Tithler, Jonor, Grinner. Um, we're going to go in initiative order. Tithler, you're actually first. This is perfect timing. Um, as you go for that last strength save, the uh, strength save of four, um, the vines begin pulling you and wrapping you up, pinning your arms almost to your side as they try to fully encase you and then begin lowering you towards the blood oak. So I can't. So no, you're not. Back. You're not. Um, you are restrained, but you may use your action to try and escape. Ow. Okay. Well, I had a great plan. It was going to be really great until you, Owen, decided that this scenario was going to happen. <laughs> Hello. I feel like the dice decided that actually. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It was fate. Um. Okay, I was going to try and do ensnaring strike and shoot at the face to cover up the mouth so that I couldn't fall in the mouth. But I guess I'll just have to do a strength to try and wriggle. Okay. So what am I doing? Athletics? Uh, uh, so at this stage, it is either a athletics or acrobatics check. Okay. Well, I've got disadvantage on both, so I'll take <laughs> the acrobatics. And for those playing along at home, it's disadvantage from the severe burns that Tithler suffered. Uh, yep. That's a 10 and an 11. So we'll take the 10, unfortunately, Tithler. Yep. Um, you are unable to escape from the vines that have wrapped themselves around you and keep you restrained. Um, Tithler, as the vines begin lowering you towards the mouth of the blood oak, this open, jagged wooden moor, you can smell that acrid smell of rotting flesh even stronger now and I would say Tithla there's probably a moment where you feel like it's, it's potentially not going to end well for you uh, Jonor so I uh, also sorry, yeah, yeah. still have my drake is you do. still hanging out uh, and that goes after me have you summoned your drake yet? I summoned it a bit ago and then never dismissed it Right, so in that case, then your Drake is still with you. Your Drake bounds through the undergrowth. I, I need to put your Drake token with you so I don't forget that you've got your Drake with you. Um, your Drake would then bound through the underbrush with you to keep up with you. Lovely. And then I believe I picked fire. That's what it says on here. Yep, then that's um, what it was. I believe that's right as well, actually. I do remember that. Let me chuck the cool, uh, cool. fire Drake down. For, um, the and for then I think my Drake's going to just try and... Sh 
shoot, like hurt it. What can it do? Uh, it can do a bite. Uh, are you going to try and bite at the vines, which are emerging from the stump underneath the stump of the tree? Or you the know, tree I think the itself? drake would try and bite at the vines that have Tithla wrapped up to try yep. and tear her out. Okay, go for it. Uh, all right. That's the attack roll rolling. That's uh, 11. 11. Uh, that does not hit the blood oak. Okay. Um, it, sorry, well, it hits, but it doesn't do any damage. As the drake because it's not hard to hit a stationary fucking object. Uh, as the drake begins to try and gnaw away at the bark of the tree, the bark seems iron strong and it does not penetrate through. Okay. Jonor. That's it, I think. Yeah. All right, so we see Tithla dangling. Uh, you don't dangling. see Tithla yet. No, okay, Jonor, sure, you and sure. Grinner, the last you heard from the clearing was this cry of alarm coming from southwest of where you guys are. Okay, and we don't know where Tithra is, so we're going to presume it's probably her. Um, how far away is this clearing? I'm uh, just going to start at, running. At this stage, you don't know. All you hear is this cry coming from the woods uh, over towards the south, southwest of where you are. Rictavio, actually, I should put Rictavio in the shift order, actually. Rictavio sort of like perks his ears up, listens and goes, did you did you hear that? Yeah, that's, um, that, that's a weird cry. There's a blood oak not too far from here. You don't think your friends? We need to go right now. You need to run, run. And where we go? Alrighty. Uh, I'll just put Rotavio on the initiative order. Rotavio will definitely be coming with you guys as he runs. Actually, Rotavio is going to be going before you, Jonah. That is an eleven for Rotavio. Uh, Rotavio calls that out and then sprints off into the underbrush, disappearing from view. Um, Tithla. At the end of Rictavio's turn, as he used his dash action, he emerges into the clearing next to you. Uh, the drake and the blood oak sees you tied up, goes, oh, shite, and then reaches into his bag uh, and pulls out what looks to be a very wicked-looking crossbow. Ah, help! Uh, working on it, lass. <laughs> um, Jonah, in that case, then, it's much easier. You can just chase after Rictavio, who's pounded through into the underbrush. Yep. Um, if I can get within 30 feet... So yep. I'd be doing a dash. If I can get within 30, I'm going to mage hand. I can then try to pull Tithra away from the mouth, but I, I'm not sure if I'd get that close or not. So as you, as you push through the undergrowth, you use the first 30 feet of your movement and you still haven't seen Tithra just yet. You can see Rictavio um, just in the distance ahead of you push through into a section of, br of, of underbrush and, and, and appear into a larger clearing in front of you. You can't quite see Tithra or the tree just yet. Did you want to use your dash to push dash. the rest of the way? Yeah. As yeah, you absolutely. dash forward, you emerge into the clearing with 10 feet of your movement still left as an additional 20, 25 feet to get there. And as you push into the clearing, you can see um, Tithla dangling above this thing being held over the mouth of this tree. If the mage hand can make it out that far uh, to give her a push or a pull just to sort of offset the, the her body from the mouth. So is it a bonus action to cast that. mage hand? Uh, yes. Right. I believe. Let me double check. Nope, it is one action. I am mistaken. Okay, that's not going to be... You're not going to be able yep. to cast that if you've done the, uh, the dash action. Um, I don't do anything else. Alrighty. Grinner, you're up next. It's easy to see where the other two have gone as they just go through the underbrush, disappearing from view. Cool. I'll start heading that way as well. Um, with a passive perception of 11 just yep. out of curiosity do i happen to see any paper on the ground as i run along yes 
Oh, no, because Tithla looped around and then headed towards the southwest. Mm. So she headed south, then west, and no. Oh, she was wouldn't. putting it on the path of where they... Yeah, but so they're, they're, now, they're bush the bashing directly to you. So when you dropped cool. it, you then traveled around towards the west because you said you wanted to skirt around the glade. You didn't run into trouble until you'd gone past the glade towards the west. Okay, uh, good to know. I, um, Sorry. I will start yeah. running my 30 feet in that direction. Um, and assume that I can't see anything at the 30 feet, you can now. just see Jonah in front of you looking up in horror at this monstrous tree uh, about to consume your friend. All right. Well, I guess it's going to be a bonus bonus action dash then. And really? uh, As you... I'll, I'll do the 60. Yeah, if you use the full 60, you can get to the oh, base wait, no, of no, the tree. I'll... That would be 80 because I've got 40 foot. Speed, then I you can, if you use your dash, you can get to the base of the tree, no problems at all. And actually, towards the edge of the, so underneath the tree, the vines are emerging from around the base of the tree and are lifting Tithla up. There's about eight vines that have that have held her aloft. There's a few more vines around the base of the tree, but these look to be either sickly or very short, and you're not sure if they're able to actually grab and grapple like these longer ones are. But if you use your full dash, you're at the base of the tree, no problems at all. Cool. All right. Now, two questions, because I was uh, too busy being very upset that Tithla threw things at me and don't remember. Um, you did benefit did from I a long rest a, while you were in I the did. stocks. Okay, yes. lovely, cool. Uh, well, in that case, ooh, terrifying. <laughs> um, in that case... The neck crack was a uh, nice I, touch too. I need to see a doctor yeah. now, but it was worth it. <laughs> Can't feel your toes, but, you know, it was worth it. Yeah, totally send worth help, it. please. <laughs> send so I... Um, uh, it's a it's a action to use the dash, isn't it, for most characters? Unless you That's are right. a yeah. rogue. Sweet. Well, in that case, I'll use my bonus action to fly into a terrified for Tithla rage. Brilliant. Now, oops, sorry, just muted the music. Now that you are an ancestral guardian's barbarian and you activate mm. your rage, would you like to have the ghosts of your your? Uh, the ghosts that you've acquired <laughs> um, emerge as part of your rage and be somewhat visible to those around you. How did you want to flavor uh, it? You can flavor it however you want. I just uh, just wanted to offer that option to you. Yeah, um, I think because the the exact wording on it is while raging, the first creature you hit with an attack on your turn gets disadvantage because the ancestors yep. start having a crack. Exactly. So I think when I rage, I think the symbol, the handprint on my hand would probably glow quite strongly but i don't yep. think they're visible yet until okay. i actually attack do you want to have it then grinner that as, as the as the hand symbol glows you kind of leave a bit of an after image as you move as if your yeah, your cool. soul like is sort that. of like not fully connected to you at the moment at the moment as it's kind of reaching through and bridging the gap between the life life and the afterlife yeah okay fantastic uh grinner rages the blood oak the vines, which are wrapped around Tithla, as Ow. it pulls her over the top of the mouth, let's go. And Tithla is dropped into the mouth of the blood oak. Um, Tithla uh, does a uh, does a sixteen hit you? Oh yeah. Okay, that is going to be. Oh, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Only eight points of piercing damage. Okay, I'll take it. That's yep. As the blood oak begins biting down on you, as it does, it pierces through and slashes at your very delicate, still healing skin, and you oh. watch as blood begins to run down the inside of the trunk. As it does so, 
the roots of the blood oak begin to glow with this soft red light and the vines around suddenly begin to quiver and some of those sickly looking vines that surround the tree begin pulsing and growing stronger and more vibrant green. Uh, that's the blood oak's full go. Uh, although it has just released, so probably it would target its next victim. Uh, Tithla, you're currently in the mouth of the blood oak. Could you roll me a d8, please? Drake, uh, Grinner, Jonah, or Rictavio. The blood oak is blind and uses vibrations to try and hunt its prey. There's lots of vibrations. Five. That's a five. So that I said in order, the Drake, Grinner, Jonah, or Rictavio. Five means it is... Ricta Tithla. No, Jonah. <laughs> Sorry, Jonah. Oh, right, um, right, right, right. Could you please make me a strength saving throw as the vines shoot out towards you and try and wrap themselves around you? Actually, sorry, on your first on your first one. Yep, 13. Actually, 13 is enough to avoid the first of the five. I was one short. You were one short. I'm so sorry, oh, mate. <laughs> I was sitting on that information being like, I wonder if anyone's going to just make it. <laughs> yeah, one short. So the, the first one, it's one short. And then after that, once they've got you wrapped up, it's slightly harder, but only very slightly. Like one slightly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jodor. Yeah, 13 would have still worked. 13 wouldn't have worked the second time around. Because meets it, beats it. So 13 is the save. So 14 would have got you out. Definitely. That's a shame. Well, if someone didn't make me have disadvantage. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like you and your problem. It also wouldn't have helped. It was just two bad rolls. <laughs> um, Jodor, as the vines try and grapple around you, um, you like pull out your spell book and like batter away at them and fend yep. them off. Oh, actually, did Just you want to- flurry away. Did you want to even roll it that like your prescience kind of like kicks in for a moment and you like have this moment of like Paul from Dune, the Kwisatz Haderach, where you're like, I see the way. <laughs> like just dodge the vines. <laughs> yeah, sure, let's, let's do that. <laughs> Mardib and the Kwisatz Haderach. You just dodge the vines as you like have this moment of prescience where the, the future suddenly emerges. The golden path stretches before you and you see the, the pathway through the vines that does not end in your death. Um, as you dodge around the vines nimbly, the tree is not able to catch you. Tithla, <laughs> um, you're no longer restrained, but you are currently in the maw of the blood oak. Um, the first thing I need you to do is make me a constitution saving throw, please, as the smell of rotting flesh from inside this thing threatens to overwhelm you. That's fine. I don't have yeah. disadvantage on that. Oh, and I don't goodness. need disadvantage. That's a four. That's a four. <laughs> um, Tithla, <laughs> the first thing you do is you... And I mean a... As the... Uh, <laughs> As the rotten flesh of the blood. And as you drop into it, you land on this squishy, half rotten, half digested oh. flesh. Because here's the real kicker. Trees don't have digestive juices. They need to wait for things to rot on their own. Oh. So there's no natural digestion here. Well, sorry, well, there, there is, is natural now. digestion. <laughs> what was that, Raph? There is now. There is now. There is now. <laughs> um, Tithla, uh, this this is an awful situation you are in. With that constitution saving throw failed, um, you are going to lose one sanity from being inside this thing. Okay. I will mark it. I will mark it on your uh, on your character sheet. This is your your second sanity drop. Um, and I don't want to. Uh, well, it happens. Um, and we're oh, going to okay. have a chat about the we're going to have a chat about the conversation about what this means for you later after this combat. Because in the moment you're too horrified by what's going on. 
the long-term effects of this will kick in later. Um, you still have your full movement action and bonus action. Um, to try and climb out of this thing uh, is going to be a, is going to use your entire movement to try and climb out of this thing. Okay. 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 Thaumaturgy. Make your voice louder as you scream as you're slowly help. digested. You create instantaneous sound. No, that doesn't help. I, is <laughs> would okay. Is Hello. a mouth. Yep. Not, but a doorway to the throat. Um. So, what you're going to try and if I if let me see like tell me if I'm on the wrong path here, but it sounds like you're going to try and use the justification and example given in thaumaturgy <laughs> of you can make a door slam open or closed. <laughs> sounds like you're going to try and pull some kind of cockamamie bullshit to claim that a mouth is the door <laughs> to the throat <laughs> so that you can open the mouth. Is that correct? Only if one... Well, if eyes are the windows of the soul, you know. There you go. <laughs> there you go. We have it in literature. <laughs> there is... And the other problem is, well, right, it's made of wood. So, like, you're probably thinking, well, doors are made of wood too. <laughs> oh, I hadn't even... That hadn't even crossed my mind. Shit. <laughs> um, okay, it was worth a shot. Um, also has says he's about to jump on. Oh, yeah. amazing. Um, <laughs> sorry, how's he going to be jumping in right as we wrap up? But that's fine. <laughs> oh um, All right. Um, I, I, Tithla would like to do, to cast, you know, this is what she's going to do. Whether it works or not, that's up to you, Owen. Okay. Uh, she's going to cast Ensnaring Strike. That's her bonus action. And then I don't know why it rolled. That's not helpful. That's okay. Um, That's good to know. It's good to know. Shoot at the the surroundings of her to try it's, and use that yep. to for the vines to then fill up and hopefully expand a little ah. bit. Maybe she gets hit a little bit with it too. That's fine. But okay. if it's going to open up a little bit, just so it's not then crunching down on her to maybe open up the, the doorway to the throat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I really like this. Um, make me a ranged attack. Don't worry about the disadvantage um, because you can't miss <laughs> inside right. the tree. So just roll me the damage uh, and then add the ra- add the uh, ensnaring strike onto that. So don't just just oh, okay, roll the well, damage. Roll. It's it not been possible. It only a natural one would have fucked you up there. <laughs> twenty three is fine. Uh, okay, uh, so that's uh, nine damage. I will mark that on the tree. Plus. What I just rolled before of the three. Plus three, so it's a total of 12. Sorry, the ensnaring strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will mark that off. And the ensnaring strike. So this, so it makes a dex check. Uh, I'm tempted not to even bother rolling it, but for the sake of fun, why not? Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, that's going to be a, a very tough four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't save. um as the as the vines that burst forth from your arrow begin filling up the mouth um yeah i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna actually say that it's gonna be slightly easy to climb out of this thing and as the tree tries to chomp down again its mouth is unable to fully close because the vines are filling up the inside of it that was very very well done i like that a lot um so tithla you're you're gonna be moving at um half movement speed but it's easy to climb out so i would argue that you're in the same position you are now just less likely to get chomped as you try and leave this uh range would it would i be taking that three piercing from the from the thorns as well i think that's fair yeah great i'll take that i think that's fair um and then I want to try and 
wiggle my way out if that's possible with my movement. Use your movement. You can wriggle your way out and collapse to the forest floor underneath the stump right next to Grinner. Grinner, as you look down at Tithler, uh, Tithler, how are you looking? Are you looking like you're having a good time? Are you looking traumatized? It's just like... Hey, here he is. Saz is here. Hello. I'm just in time. Never, never, am I right? You're you're joining in right as Tithler is getting eaten by a tree. That is my favorite part to join in. Um, So so please sit back and enjoy the blood oak. Blood Oak, is... alright, I'm getting under roll 20. Um, that is... Don't, don't, worry, is... don't worry too much, because Theodore's back in town and is nowhere near this. <laughs> ah, good. Um, <laughs> I psychically sense this and, and run towards the party. But thank you so much for jumping. <laughs> um, amazing. So Tifla yep. collapses onto the ground in a combination of tears and vomit and mud <laughs> And blood. And rotten flesh. And rotten flesh. Yeah. Some of it her own. Yep. It's rotten quick. Keep getting fucked up. So the tree, so we, we've discussed that the tree doesn't have digestive juices. So when it munches things inside of it, so I will describe it for Hazigan so that he can enjoy this. Thank you, um, do. I feel like I nailed the, it. The blood oak is a, a large, it looks like a large tree stump with a jagged top, uh, which is actually a massive open mouth. And inside the trunk, it's actually hollow. The tree is surrounded by these massive vines that grab and grapple creatures, crunch them above the tree, and then drop them into the trunk. The tree then chomps them a bit until they're a bloody mess and then lets them slowly decompose inside the trunk to provide nutrients to the tree. So Tithla was grabbed and dropped and chomped once and has um, not had a great time inside the trunk of the tree amongst the slowly decomposing remains of every single woodland creature and person who's happened to be near this thing. It's a jellyfish with jaws. Okay. It's exactly right. It's a, it's a reference to one of my favorite monsters from a, a really cool book series called The Edge Chronicles, um, which is uh, fantastic. So, Tithla, yeah, as you, as you drop to the ground covered in all of those things that you just listed, um, Grinner, you look down at Tithla. Um, I believe the medical term is fucked up. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and as someone yeah. who's been studying with, uh, with Dad, uh, yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> the priest, yeah. Yeah, um, father. Whatever anything else on your dad. turn, Tithler? Uh, sorry? Anything else on your turn that was action, I think bonus, action, movement? action bonus action and a movement? She's Probably like Tithler's lying there, just a little bit more vomit right out the side. I, of I would say weeping. Weeping as well. Um, yep. Rictavio is next as he looks towards the tree, seeing Tithler climb out and the inside of the trunk now filled with these thorny vines that have grown from Tithler's ensnaring strike. Um, he gives a, a solid, like, that was that was well done, last well done. Now that you're clear, you need to get away from this thing. Um, and he reaches down, cocks his crossbow, <laughs> takes a shot, uh, and actually severs one of these vines in the air as he hits and deals a nice little bit of damagios. Um, as he reloads the crossbow, he turns towards Tithler and Grinner. If, you, if you're planning on taking this thing down, I'm, I'm all for joining. This thing's a blight on these lands and I gladly kill us. But if you if you need to move away, I understand. We can come back and destroy this thing later. Tell me right now. Um, Jonor yeah. holds out a firebolt in his hand. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Rictavio finishes his turn. Jonor. Uh, walks up closer to the, uh, the mouth of the blood oak and just launches a firebolt into it. Um, so... I think if it, if something can be ignited, that's flammable. I think yep. it does. 
I presume I actually just have. It's to hit flammable, first, so roll to hit definitely yeah. twenty six. <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a yeah, it's yeah. a it's an immovable stationary tree trunk. Um, a twenty six is gonna it's gonna hit. Um, nine yeah. fire damage. The tree the does the not like that. Uh, anything else, Jonah? Um, dragged uh, Tithra away, and yep. uh, that's all all he wrote. Step up and begin dragging Tithra back. Oh, that's too many items. Um, so you can drag Tithla back. Uh, so if you've used probably like 20 feet to get up, you can drag Tithla back another like 10 feet away, let's sure. say. Yeah. Um, as the tree lets out this ear-piercing scream, this blast of smoke is belched out from inside of it, making this very large, obvious smoke signal up into the air above the forests. Um, Theodore, could you roll me some uh, initiative, please? Theodore, you and the rest of the party, after you, like, these guys had met, you'd been invited. So um, Ernst, the lady, who, the man who worked for Lady Walker, invited you guys to meet with her at around sort of like 2 o'clock, 2.30. Um, you were given, because like, I think Jonah had said, oh, no, we've got better things to do right now. Sorry, mate. Um, and so we've got, a prior, we've got a prior appointment. And so at that yeah. point, no. the rest of you guys kind of like fucked off. Um, you deciding that um, you didn't really want to go back into the house disguised as a wolf spider again and look around. Um, you know Luther. He's a little bit of a creepy guy. He was sort of like creeping around the rooftops, trying to like peer in through the windows. Bit odd. Um, leaving you kind of with Raspit. Raspit wouldn't shut the fuck up about his ring. And so at that point, you were like, oh, I've got to go for a wolf Raspit. Fuck that guy. At that point, <laughs> take that, Andrew. He's not here to defend himself. Fuck you and your character. Um, at that point, uh, has. Raspit could die and be so happy. At that point, Theodore, you were like, yeah, I need some space. I'll go for a walk in the woods. And you knew that these guys had set off to go meet with Rotavio. Probably at that point, you're like, well, the wolf was kind of cool. I wouldn't mind seeing the wolf Love again. Love Rictavio. Yeah, Rictavio is kind of funny. So you headed off to meet with them. Um, You managed to sort of like find your way through most of the bushland area. You weren't able to find much else without the whistle to like attract attention and know where they were. You were kind of having to like follow their tracks. Um, could you make me a survival check just to see how good you were and how close you are to this combat? As I as I scramble and improvise a law friendly reason why you're here, eighteen, no problems. Bear knows, knows what, I'm, what, I'm, what, have, what they're doing. You have no troubles following their tracks. These guys were not making any effort. For some strange reason, there's like a trail of like tear droplets following the party. You've got no <laughs> idea what that's about. Uh, you do know that right before the guys left, um, Grinner seemed to be a bit cross with Tithla about being put in the stocks and her throwing fruit at him, and you get the sense that Tithla might be a bit upset about that. You don't know how far that's gone. Um, you come across the clearing with the white wolf it's just sitting there, chilling. It's gone. It's been a whole session. Like the words "you're dead to me" have been spoken at least eight times. Um, it got to the point where Father Lucy and Petrovich stepped in to try and mediate, and then ended up calling Grinner a salty boy. So it's been fun because of Tithla's tears. So it's been good. It's been good. Um, salty boy. Salty boy. Uh, not canonly. I, I, had to, I immediately rescinded that because that's not something he would say. Um, Theodore, you've been hanging out with the white wolf for about two minutes now like as you wander into the clearing they're not here you're like oh they'll probably come back you can't hear too much else then you hear this from the tree uh, enjoy that sound everybody headphone listeners i apologize that was too far i just got a notification from my sound input that i've exceeded the maximum safe decibel limit <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> my bad <laughs> um, i have to come back and i'll come back and edit this let me just wave so i can find it and <laughs> edit that down and make it a bit quieter um 
and you see this belch of smoke emerge. Um, as you push through the undergrowth, uh, it uses your turn to arrive, which is why you've had your 14 turn, and that actually works out perfectly. So when we come back in your round, it will be your turn at 14 as you run in and see Tithler on the ground, having pulled herself out of this disgusting-looking log. Uh, <laughs> you just destroy this thing with fire. Uh, Grinner, it is your turn next. So what is the... Uh, range of the vines seem to be um as you look at them you can see that they almost retract underneath the log they were wrapped around Tithla and holding her 20 feet in the air you get the sense that minimum safe distance away from this thing is 40 feet maybe even more right it looks okay. like these vines can go quite a distance and i'm still kind of next to you're Tithla right up next and... to the log and jonah has dragged Tithla back 10 feet Right, okay. Uh, I'm going to turn around, uh, run back seeing that no one's far enough out of range to be safe, and I'm going to rage pick up Tithla in like a... You um, improvised weapon? Yeah. <laughs> by the foot, and I'm going to swing her head first into the trunk. No, I don't do any of that. Um... <laughs> Breath of the um, Wild, just spinning um, the axe around. Um, I'm using my new fuse ability. It's Tears of the Kingdom. I'm fusing Tithla to this tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I pick her up almost like um, like cradling, like child carry sort of, um, and shielding her with my back, I'm going to um, start running as fast as I can, rage running away from the tree, because right, the vines do take an attack of opportunity as you leave the threatened yeah, space. I, I want uh, I want to try and make sure that I am the one taking the brunt of that attack. Don't worry. You are. I need a strength <laughs> save, please, Grinner. Uh, and you are raging, so I believe you have advantage on this. I do get advantage on that. How good and is this that? And is, this, is, this is ideal, because you need to take damage before the end of your turn so that you can yeah, maintain your rage. Maintain. So this is actually perfectly timed. With the tree helping. Uh, why did you do with disadvantage? Oh, that's advantage. I, 16 and 9. <laughs> 16 is perfect. That is enough. As the vines slap into the back of you and rake across your chest and uh, and back, trying to grab at you, one of them tries to reach forward and, and get towards Tithla, and you just bite it off as it tries to wrap around the side of you and, and get towards Tithla. Um, Tithla, you just see Grinner just grab you and begin sprinting away, um, cradling you and trying to protect you from this thing. Uh, Grinner, you may use your full movement, um, all 30 feet, to get away from this thing. I would... Uh, like to action dash 60. 40 feet, yeah? 40 feet, sorry. Yes, your movement speed is 40. My apologies. And do I Am I slowed down carrying Tithla? No, Tithla weighs like nothing. What's your strength score? It's like 16, right? Uh, it's 17. 17. Tithla weighs... Yeah, and like what? Tithla lost half of her body mass to fire. So. <laughs> Not <laughs> half, come on. Tithla, Tithla probably weighs, like what, like 20 kilos? Well. Yeah, I don't want cool. to be a pie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be a pie. Um, if you wanted to, you could use your action to dash, totally. Well, it, it depends. Am I out of range now or am I still within You don't range? know. Because the problem is you don't know how long these vines can go. All right, I'll do the dash then. Okay. As you dash 60 feet away... Uh, and do you say anything to Tithla? I kind of look at her and my face is just still quite blank. Like, 
there's no emotion, no input at all. I just stare at her as I run. <laughs> that's uh, that's a bit creepy, actually. <laughs> You're just like cradling and looking down, <laughs> just like going. As you, for podcast listeners, uh, blank face. <laughs> as you as you just run, not looking where you're going, and like blank, almost blank face, not black face. Blank face. <laughs> Very um, different. Right. Well, as the blood oaks go, um, how to go, Jonor? Now there's fresh prey that's arrived. In fact, the freshest prey. Um, Tithley, you're still really hurt. Could you roll me a d8, please? Always. <laughs> Anything for you. So one, two for the Drake, three, four for Jonor, five, six for Octavio, seven, eight, four, Theodore. Oh, the Drake. <laughs> I'm so third sorry. one that I've rolled. That's another one. Um, could your Drake please make me a... Actually, no, it's not going to be the grapple vines. It's actually going to go for a batter. Um, the vines that have been replenished by your blood, uh, Tithler, um, they're going to try and batter the Drake. Uh, does a... Uh, ooh, does a 12 hit your Drake? Nope. Nope. The vines just almost like batter off the hard scales, still not fully strong enough uh, to do enough damage. Um, who's within 30 feet of this thing? Theodore, Jonah, Octavio, and the Drake. Great. The Blood Oak then opens its maw and spews a lot of the rotting, half-digested mass into the air um, that splatters down around Theodore, Jonah, Octavio, and the Drake. Um, could I have mm. all four of you please make me a wisdom saving throw to avoid being frightened? 23 for Jonah. Jonah's not scared. <clears throat> uh, Tithley, you're not within range. You don't need to roll it. Thank God. <laughs> what, is, what was it? 11. 11. Theodore, yes. It's the Drake. Theodore. I think he needs roll to roll it. Oh, is that for the Drake? Uh, for oh, a no, wisdom save. The Drake. We'll, we'll, just, I'm, I... we'll, say, we'll, just, we'll take that as the Drake's one, because what's the Drake got a plus for wisdom? Um, 13's two. a bear pass, Theodore. Plus two for the Drake as I well. Pass? You pass. Thirteen's a pass. Thirteen is the DC. Uh, and Look at me go. Rattavio easily nice. makes it as well. Oh my goodness. Okay, so the Drake is now frightened of this tree, which makes sense. It's the one closest to it. I, I'd, I'd be pretty terrified of this thing too. That that makes a lot of sense. Um, I am terrified of it. The rest of you are absolutely fine. Tithler, you're currently being cradled by Grinner as we go to the top of the round. Um, as Grinner runs you 60 feet away from this thing. Sorry, 80 feet away from this thing. Just <sighs> through the undergrowth, but not with like a, any facial expression. Just <laughs> as the he whole stares time, down. Yeah. Tithler Rage just isn't, disappointment. Rage. isn't looking Grinner in the eyes, isn't looking at his face. Um, and just sort of like shrugs to, to roll out and land. Um, is Grinner try and fight her to not let her out? Uh, no, I think once Grinner's out of range, he would have, he would probably just drop you anyway. Um, well, then that's what it works. Do you want me to do a drop or like place on the ground? No, no, just arms down. Okay, cool. Cool. Goblins uh, always land on their face. Like oh, that's cats. <laughs> Goblins always land on their face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so Tithla is going to Hunter's Mark the tree stump. She's got Hunter's Mark Grinner. And... Yep. <laughs> and then she is going to shoot it with her You are arrows. currently 80 feet away. Is that a problem That's for you? That's great. I got a long bow. Fantastic. Just want to double check. Yep. Is it a short bow and just a long bow to you? Because yeah. I don't think that counts. <laughs> yeah, it's a normal <laughs> short bow. It 28. Is. <laughs> 28. <laughs> um, 28. I'm sorry, but 28's just... No, nah, 28 obviously hits a stationary yeah, immobile suck. tree. 
Seven damage. Nice. And would you like to roll Hunter's Six. Mark damage? Hunter's Mark. Six. Oh, boom. Brilliant. Anything else in your turn, Tithler? Uh, no, that'll do. I don't think I get a second attack unless you use a bonus action. Oh, Grin is actually no longer raging because Grinny didn't take any damage from the tree because you passed your strength save. So, Grinny, your rage okay. has ended. Theodore! Cool. Oh, sorry. Then the Drake. Oh, and the Drake's just going to oh, move. Because yep. the Drake is afraid. Uh, the Drake is going to use its movement to get away. The tree is not going to take an attack of opportunity. Cool. The Drake has 40 feet. So. Almost yep. halfway. Yeah. Halfway between you and the rest. Theodore. It's your turn. Your what would you like to do? Drake a whole lot of respect for you when you got beaten by fire. Good question. Does the Drake lose respect for you when fire beats you? Although the Drake wasn't around then, so probably not. No, mm. it, well, I thought it was around for the for the. Nah, the Drake the was summoned fire. after the oven incident. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yep. I thought it was summoned before the oven incident. No, Shut sorry. Up. No, no, no. I know you really want it to be, but that doesn't make it true. <laughs> I'll, I, I will look back over. I reject episodes. your reality and substitute my own. All right. <laughs> sorry, we have a a tree stump. Yes. Yes with vines emerging from around it that you can now see is clearly a giant gaping mouth full of wooden teeth. Well, without trying to stop a good time, I'm going to turn into a bear. Yep. Or beyondling. Mm -hmm. So that'll be my bonus action. Also my action to, to rage. So we're going full cocaine bear. <laughs> Amazing. And then I will position myself between Jonor and the tree. Fantastic. Brilliant. I'll just move you there. Brilliant. Uh, as you rush forward, pushing past Jonor and taking this defensive stance between him and the tree, Rictavio, sort of seeing out of the corner of your eye, you emerge and then transform into this bear-elk hybrid, goes, right, okay. That's a thing. Uh, he then lowers his crossbow, aims over the top of you. <laughs> and takes out another one of these vines that are trying to uh, trying to grab onto you guys uh, as he deals quite another bit of damage. Jono! Oh Just kill it with fire. Another, another fireball oh. coming on. Amazing. Natural 20 for 27. Oh, Fuck you. Fantastic. It's going to be... Uh, so that's 5... So 3 plus 2, so 2d10, so 3 plus 2, and then you also then get to add 2d10 to that because we're doing the better criticals. That's a total of... Uh, oh my god! Twenty-five fire damage. Talk about MVP. Oh, Yikes! Yikes! Yeah. Yikes! Oh, Jonor, you watch as oh, all, of the, all of the grapple <laughs> vines just just burn into ash as the tree lets out this another intense scream. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do it again. Um, <laughs> the entire ground. The first time. Scream for me. No. Uh, uh, the entire ground shakes as these roots emerge, battering away at anything within 30 feet. Um, I need to have Jonor, Theodore, and Rictavio, all three of you need to make me dexterity saving throws. The Drake is just far enough away. I get advantage. Um, you get advantage as you are... Raging. A legend. Fucking one. Natural one <laughs> Theodore, 19 to balance it. Jonor, 20. Uh, and Rictavio also rolls a 16, which is a pass. That means half damage from this. Uh, Theodore, Jonor, and Rictavio, you're going to take half damage, which means you only take nine points of bludgeoning damage instead of the full amount. Fantastic. Instead of the full 19, which could have been a lot worse. Uh, Jonor, that's your action. Anything on your bonus action? 
Um, that's it. I'm gonna. No, that's it. He stands there, and after getting beaten, he's gonna take a couple steps back. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, yep. Grinner, it's your turn. Um. So okay. So I've dropped um, our lovely little beautiful girl. Um, <laughs> Why are you saying that so weirdly? <laughs> That's me. Is this how you talk to your child, Raph? I know. I forgot the word goblin, and I just had to run with it. Goblin. Raph, can you smell burnt toast right now? It's really important. Are you okay? Um, And, uh, okay, so (laughs) Tifla is just kind of off doing her own thing again. She seems happy and healthy. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go on the floor, I think. (laughs) I'm happy and healthy. Her natural state. Yeah. Um, I'll just kind of look at her and shake my head a little bit and then turn around and run straight back towards the fight, I guess. Amazing. Uh, Fantastic. My full 80 feet to get back to it. Yep, right. <laughs> right up next to it again. As you sprint off, you come back. All those grapple vines are gone and you're like, oh, well, I could have run a bit shorter, couldn't I? Because <laughs> they've been burned up by Jonor. <laughs> Um, oh, has I also forgot you missed an incredible Dune reference where Jonor dodged all of these vines and we're like, in that moment, he's suddenly like the Kwisatz Haderach, the Golden Path emerge, and he's just dodging <laughs> around these vines as he sees his way forwards not to be killed by the tree. Spicy boy. I know you're a big fan of, uh, of Dune. <laughs> as, uh, yeah. as Jonor Mardib dodges the uh, the vines of danger. Rubination <laughs> uh, Perfect upgrade. Yeah, Divination exactly right. Wizard to Space Jesus. Exactly right. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward for when his son becomes a giant sandworm and lives for a million years. <laughs> Just like, is a thing. Um, the ending That's of Dune is weird. We need. Yeah, it's really weird, guys. Dune gets weird as time goes on. Like, book three onwards. Um, books go on. So stop at book two. <laughs> so stop, stop, stop at book two. Stop at stop book, book one. Stop at Dune. Stop at Dune. Dune's perfect. What Don't ruin it by reading any other. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I I like I like up to Children of Dune, and I think Dune Messiah is about where I'm like, yeah, I'm, this is weird now. <laughs> I'm okay. I have read two, and it, and it took me about five years after reading the first one to even read the second one. Yeah, fair. That's very fair. Um, the Blood Oak Grinner. Unless there's anything else on your turn, I can't. I, I, that's oh, I can fly back into another rage. <sighs> now that your precious little goblin girl is saved. Sorry, now that your precious little girl is saved um <laughs> you fly back into a barbarian girl, I think it was. uh the tree can no longer do its long range grapple which means it's just gonna have to focus on the two fuckers right in front of it grinna and theodore uh grinna does a oh i'm guessing a 17 hits you grinna uh uh it yes yep okay and theodore in your bearning form i almost forgot the name yep. and changed it to a very norse pronunciation of bearling in your barreling form, barreling, <laughs> uh, does a oh, sixteen. I I don't think that hits, does it? It barely hits. Oh, fuck. Oh. That's the worst. Um, Grinner and yeah, Theodore, you're both my, my best at fifteen. Grinner and Theodore, you're both going to take damage from this. Then Grinner, that is going to be. Uh, 16 points of bludgeoning damage, Grinner, as the nice. vines around the tree batter at you. That's not as bad then, only 8 damage. Um, Theodore, I've rolled much worse damage for you, as in as in, it's not as bad, I should say. Sorry, it's as in like, it's much worse for the... Good, for the yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's rolled, it's rolled, it's rolled um, inadequate damage. Um, that is only going to be... 
Oh, it's only seven points of bludgeoning damage. So then I take half because I'm 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 angry. You're bear. raging too. Could have been so much worse. Cocaine, oh. cocaine bear. Co um, cocaine bear takes half damage. Yeah, as you only take three points of damage from that. Oh, it could, it could be so much worse. Oh well, whatever. That's what happens when you roll two twos. Uh, Tithla, it's your turn next. Back at the top of the round. Ah <clears throat> uh, well. We have the hunter's mark. I don't know. We're just gonna shoot at this thing because we're scared. That's, that makes sense. That's it. That's yeah. that's the essence of it. Yeah, that makes perfect um, sense. I do get to attack twice with as for each action. So, like, yeah, check that. We're just gonna we're just gonna shoot at it because we're scared. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone else is still doing that. Um, so the first one, that's a fourteen to hit. Yep. And then the fourteen hits. Attack yep. is a sixteen to hit. 16 also hits. All right. So the first one is a two. The second one is, oh, sorry, for a six. Six plus uh, your hunter's mark damage as well. Yep. The second one's a five, so that's yep. 11 plus this. Two, 13. 13. 13 off those two shots. Brilliant. As the two arrows <laughs> sever some of the vines around the base, one of them into the wood of the tree trunk. Um, the tree lets out this other ungodly scream as the fire oh. begins catching on the arrows that you're shooting through into it as well. It's whenever what you hit, so I get to the hunter's like. mark again. Nah, we've done it once. I'll just edit it back in in post. <laughs> Two more damage. Sorry, <laughs> hunter's mark hits every time you hit. Yes, so, so an extra two damage. Two on top of just that. added that then. Anything else on your turn, Tithla? Um, How far away from where the note is? Uh, you're probably about 50 feet. Okay. Tithla's gonna just edge back. Is it like a clear shot? Uh, or is it Not through? the whole time. As you move through the trees, you'll you'll gain a shot, lose a shot. Like Because the way the trees move and, and the positioning, you have to kind of like position yourself quite specifically. The trees are quite close together here and there are times where you lose sight of the, the blood oak almost entirely through the underbrush. Okay, well then we'll just shuffle around to try and get a cleaner line of sight on it yep and, and did you want to move back towards that. the note or stay where you are uh if she can keep a super clean line of sight she'll move back a touch but if yep. not she'll stay there okay no problem at all i think you'll be staying there in that case yeah theodore yes please have a turn and um it's uh it's quite hilarious <laughs> that you've come late to this and uh I think you might be able to do this. The tree is pretty hurt from Jonah's fire damage. Team Barrett, I'm going to win the indeed. Um, so I, I I ran up, got myself between Jonah and and the tree. I'm already a bear. I'm already angry slash coconated. I'm going to hit the tree. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'll go Jaws first. Oh, look, 24, close. Yeah, it hits. Yeah, it definitely hits, obviously. 24 definitely hits. 11, <laughs> 11 piercing damage. damage. Plus Amazing. two for the, for the rage. Yep, 13 piercing damage. Anything else in the Oop, what was that? Sorry, Has? It cleans my bare teeth as I just chunk a... Chunk a chunk out of this this blood oak's bark, mm -hmm. finishing up with some some bear claws. Brilliant. 
20 is going to hit 13 damage. Plus two. Oh, thank you. 15 damage. Oh, this thing's taken some hits, man. This thing's taken some hits. All right, and then if it's still not seemingly dead, it I'll seems, position... seems very hurt. <laughs> very close to hurt. I'll just position myself as, like, close as possible between Jonor and, and the tree. Just so if any vines are coming from the tree, they're hitting me before they'd ever go to Angel Boy. Just stand behind the big, the fluffy bear, and just like you know, peering around the sides. <laughs> Rictavio is also going to move back next to Jonor as he stares through, uh, looking down at the tree. He turns towards you, Jonor. You want to be a bit careful with the fire damage at this point onwards. The tree, if you, if you damage it too much, is liable to explode. We need to be a bit careful. Yeah. Okay. Noted. Uh, Rictavio is then going to uh, take a quick look back at Tithla. Um, Tithla, how hurt are you? We're actually okay. You're actually okay? It's more emotional damage. It's more emotional damage. <laughs> um, given that you are kind of covered and we're inside the tree, though, I will quickly... Look, I'll tell you what, I'll roll a perception check to see if Octavio can see who's the most hurt here. Otherwise, he's gonna, if, it's, if it's less than a 10, he's just going to default to Tithla. Okay, well, that's a, <laughs> that's a 9, so default to Tithla. Uh, he's going to do a uh, cure wounds on you, Tithla. He'll actually he'll move back. Uh, the full way and cast a cure wounds on you. Uh, you will regain uh, eight hit points. Oh, nice. Nearly back to full. Uh, <laughs> as he pats you and begins like casting his magic. Are you okay, lass? You were inside that thing for a good long moment there. Are you okay? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not hurt. Okay, good, good. I'm, I'm fantastic, I'm not please. not okay, but I'm not hurt. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Jonor, you'll go next. Um, he thinks about what he can do and he heals the fire firebolt up and he runs out of options and just <laughs> moves away just move back to Tithla and Rictavio just like shuffle back and be like yeah man I've got fire and that's kind of it you don't have any other spells nah no just fire that's it. That's actually all that he does. <laughs> Grinner. <laughs> Grinner, it's your turn. It's your time to shine. Is it? Uh, I would like if to... If it blows up, it blows up. <laughs> I have temp HP. <laughs> we'll all be fine. Work your magic journal. We can't get more burnt. <laughs> What's that is done. Well, to be fair, she's at 95%. There is still that 5% left. Inside um, yeah. I hand over to Grinner. All right, I'm going to punch a tree. I'm just going to straight up punch a tree. Okay. My guy. With my punch. My man. <laughs> with my punch. My man. So. That's a natural very, one for the first try. Very strike. good to know that I get two hits now at my level. And did you want to, d- d- just before up? you go too much further, Grinner, remember that you are a barbarian and you can recklessly attack to have advantage on these strikes as well. Uh, You've no. always used it in the past, so I wanted to quickly check. You and have to declare it in advance. Yeah, you do. But I'm happy to give you a quick break because you've done it every single time so far. So if you wanted to have recklessly attacked, you can. Uh, all right. Okay. So we'll count that as my so the first one. 15 hits, 5 damage. <laughs> um, and did you want to make another attack? 
I will, yes. I, 17? I think, yeah, I, do, I don't get reckless You can reckless on, on every single one. And if you've already Is done a one, right? you may as well do it on all of them because they have advantage yeah, against it. you now. So there's no doubt. If you're going to do it against one, you do it against Keep all swinging. of them. 10. Uh, so we'll take the first one, which is 17 for yeah. damage, because we always take the first damage. Oh, one over. Grinner, how do you want to do this? Uh, I'm just going to... a very dramatic to... head turn from Haz there. Podcast this is Haz was facing the other way, and as I said, how do you want to do this? Haz went, like, blue steeled it back into camera frame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to go just full ham on this thing. I think I'm rage um, yep. pulling it apart. So I'm going to, like hit and when i see that my punches have caused it this winter i'm going to start ripping into it and actually pulling it apart properly okay okay so yeah as you, as you begin just like tearing this thing apart screaming raging um as the ghosts around you these like ghostly mm. hands begin like joining in the tiny forms um oh, of, I love that. Yeah. of thorn and rose like pulling bits off it as well as they join in. You guys, as, as Grinner summons these spirits with his rage, you all see them briefly. Not in full detail. They look kind of like slightly translucent, a bit f smoky and a bit foggy as if you can't quite make out their faces if they're sort of like made of the mist itself. Um, but to Grinner, they look crystal clear and they begin tearing into this tree as well. Grinner, as you begin tearing it apart, um, in the very center of it is this pulsing red mass that's beating faster and faster. And as you rip into it and tear this out, suddenly the entire tree goes limp. And the vines just flop to the ground like wet noodles. That's a fun description. As uh, <laughs> you're holding this beating thing that's beating faster and faster and faster, what would you like to do? I'm going to rage bite it. You're going to rage bite it. Okay. <sighs> as you bite down. Um, there's a sudden blinding flash as Grinner bites into this and a soft <laughs> as this thing detonates. Um, Grinner and Theodore, what did you think was going to happen? Why not? Grinner and Theodore, I need you both to make me dexterity saving throws. Grinner, you're going to be making this with disadvantage on account of you putting this in your face. <laughs> I got uh, 11. 11, that's Grinner. not enough. Grinner, would you like to roll me a dexterity? 18. Oh. If you can roll... Oh, it's a five. It's undone it. <laughs> um, I think it's only fair... <laughs> It's only fair that has rolls this damage for everyone. Could you please roll me 4d6? Slash <sighs> oh, that's, that's nothing. It's not that bad. It could be a lot worse. Four, oh, mate. Fucking bullshit yeah. damage. Roll better. <laughs> it's almost average. 14 damage as Grinner and Theodore take 14 damage. Grinner directly to your face. This <laughs> oh, just detonates in your oh, mouth as you worse. bite it. So you take the 14. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 said roll better. I rolled worse. It's the fourteen. What I will take. What variety of damage is that? By the way, uh, this is bludgeoning damage. Uh, yeah, bludgeoning. Oh, so seven. Oh uh, yeah, you now. fucking barbarian <laughs> rages. Fuck you guys. It's nothing. Yeah, Has double roll. I'm gonna add them together. It's fourteen plus twelve. No. Everything <laughs> resisted. As the as this thing detonates. Because you pulled it out and it hadn't caught fire when it detonates, it's not. It could be a lot worse if this thing was on fire and it detonated as a result of fire. Uh, it would have been four d tens plus two d six fire damage. Um, it could have been a bit worse. 
this was this wasn't as bad as it could have been. Um, as this thing also explodes damaged. and you are thrown back, Rictavio, who's back with Tithla, turns around and goes, "Fuck! Did that guy just try and eat that thing? What the <laughs> fuck?" Yeah, he he tries to eat his emotions. <laughs> and people, he you can't just you can't eat the heart oh, of a blood oak. That's he's just very mad. sad today, and I don't. It's my fault. <laughs> and that is where we're going to wrap up for tonight on that bombshell. Um, thank you so much we're for joining us, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Has, for jumping in. We weren't we weren't expecting hey, it tonight at all. So that was perfect. That was. Got to bring uh, theater in for this very tense battle. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. We will be back again next Monday for more Curse of Strahd. But tomorrow night, Avatar Legends, Wednesday night, Return of the Giants. Get excited. And Jasper's Game Week starts super, super soon. Remember, check the comments on YouTube or the podcast description for the links if you want to come join any of the games running from May 15th to May 20th. We'd love to have you come and join one of the games. I will be playing on Thursday, the 18th of May. If you want to come join that game as a player, links will be in the description to bid on those seats. Looking forward to seeing you guys there. Um, if you've enjoyed any of this, please consider subscribing, liking, commenting, any of those any of those combinations. Until then, stay safe, stay well, and we will see you all again next time. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Thank you.